0: This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Comic Book Click at Tpublic.com. Visit tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click to get exclusive one of a kind merchandise, including shirts, stickers, and phone cases, all designed by us. Get your hands on the latest and greatest in comic book merchandise by going to tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click. And remember, you, yes, you are worthy. Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast. Brought to you by Comic Book Click. And as always, I am never alone. Sir, please introduce yourself. I am Dan, the Comic Book Man. Dan, the Comic Book Man is here in studio. And we are hunting soups. It is soup hunting season. Not rabbit season or duck season. season. I'm telling you. It's, it is it is the season. It is the season of the seven. It is the season of Amazon Prime Videos. The boys. And that's what we're here to talk about. Fucking
1: diabolical, man. We're here
0: to chop it up about... The show that seemingly everybody can't stop talking about. A show so popular in demand that we had to fit it into our podcasting schedule. And uh, I'm kind of happy that we did. How do you? How, how do you- oh, I'm, I'm
1: glad because I saw, I saw this before it was even on the schedule. Yes. My cousin hit me up and he's like, yo, have you seen the boys? You got to see the boys. It's like Watchmen, but like better. And I'm, I'm like, oh, you know, one day I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I noticed that I had Amazon Prime streaming. So like if you have the Prime, you have the streaming service. So I threw it on. And I just fell in love. All, but the problem was I could not stop seeing Justice League. <laughs> I could not s- stop seeing any members of the Justice League. So it was like really like getting scary for
0: me. Well, um, so what's cool, what's happening now in, I guess, just society as a whole is that when you do something, when something becomes popular and you do it long enough, then you're able to then satire it, parody it, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, things like Deadpool and even Guardians in a sense. Have gone to great lengths to kind of poke fun at the tropes that these superhero properties have. Like, um, you go from like uh something like Pirates, right? Where everyone who knows who Jack Sparrow is, they may not know who yeah. like what he looks like, but everyone knows who he is. And then you get to Guardians and he's like, Star Lord, man, like I'm Star Lord. <laughs> like, and they're like, Who? Like <laughs> Am I supposed to remember that? And so, um, we've been taking the piss out of a lot of these properties and a lot of these tropes <laughs> for a while now. And then the boys comes out. And a lot of people see this as the eventual answer to the litany of comic book properties that we've gotten, especially in the last five years. We're up to about what, probably six or more comic book movies a year.
1: Yeah, definitely at around like that. Um
0: five or six. And it I'm I'm talking about Marvel. Oh, well, when we did DC. the first
1: uh C V C awards we had at least six comic book movies that year to be able to throw as comic book movie of the year. We had enough and last to make
0: year to get six. I think I had to leave two off or something. It was it was no yeah yeah that, that too last year. You Same, had enough with television for television shows. Um, you know, every year we try to pick out the best comic book television show, but there, we're there are
1: six, too many comic yeah, book. Yeah, well, shows. we'll
0: get six new ones every year, and then each other ones that had already started are now going into their next season. So um, so much. But when it comes to uh, I guess you could say harpooning, or or really turning a genre on its head. Um, people look to things like you said earlier, Watchmen, right? People have also uh, mentioned Umbrella Academy; they got Umbrella Academy vibes from this, in the sense that it's kind of just a little bit off center of the regular. Oh, yeah, smiley, it doesn't stick to that status quo. Kind of happy stuff there. Um, and I I find it funny that those were two things that we've covered. Also on this show, oh yeah, definitely. we've covered Watchmen and we've we just covered, keep covering um, the really
1: depressing stuff together. That's what's between this and which is worse. You a, know.
0: a Watchmen and Umbrella Academy. What was the other one that was kind of like Umbrella Academy? Oh, Doom Patrol. Doom no, was I wasn't able
1: though. to, to cover good. that, that's that one, but that's, that's a, a great show. That's yep. a great show.
0: But this is also in that vein of like you think you've seen it all when it comes to superheroes. Well, here's something. Oh yeah, This definitely is else. that
1: new salt in the mouth of you have not seen it all when it comes to comic book shows.
0: Did you have any background to this before you got it?
1: Not in? at all. Okay. I just, I I went into it, like, I didn't see a trailer at all. I just literally just went into it as, okay, my cousin said this is a superhero show, so let me just watch it. And within that ending of that first episode, I knew I was not in for your granddad's superhero show. Like, this is something completely different.
0: I actually, um, I got into a couple of, uh, like, the boys' forums on Reddit, stuff like that, and I posed the question when when did um and i'll ask you this later on when we get a bit more into spoilers but when in this show did you decide like okay i'm watching this whole thing oh yeah the <laughs> first thinking of the first episode through. i finished I the whole show in people, one day a lot of people are like that i i had to wait a couple of days but i can see it's definitely well the bingeable. thing was my
1: girlfriend was in florida so i wasn't like leaving my house all that, that it was just one of the it was like it was in the first days that she left for florida so i just knew i wasn't leaving my house all day
0: yeah, and it's definitely uh, bingeable. Oh, it's I, 8 I episodes it's, about
1: 50, 55 minutes an episode. An hour is the I think the first episode's an hour and the last episode's like an hour 20 minutes.
0: At 8 at 8 episodes, I think it might be the shortest modern comic book television show out. Um, yeah,
1: because you I Umbrella think Umbrella like, was
0: like 13 I want Umbrella to say. was like
1: 13. All the Netflix shows, no matter uh, what they were, are usually like 13 episode minimum seasons.
0: The CW stuff is all 26.
1: Oh, no, because, yeah, because they run... Yeah. yeah. Well, well, they have the the the, the mid-season... They have the break, but
0: they basically run half a year. Half a year, year, yeah. yeah, Half a year uh, on a weekly basis. So they're about 23 um, over there. So, yeah,
1: this was the shortest eight... It it was, like, seven-hour binge. Yeah. Like, a seven, eight-hour binge. Very digestible, but it was... You know it was? I had to take a break towards, like, episode five, like, the female specimen episode. It's also
0: weird, because when you binge this, it almost feels like one movie. It's hard to then separate the narratives by episode. So, that's definitely not what we're going to be doing here. When we get into our oh, spoiler no, no, talk, no, no, there we're is talking so many yeah.
1: things that run. We'll be
0: talking overarching stories and, and characters and all that kind of stuff. Um, Spoiler free, what could you give those that haven't seen the boys? What could you tell them um, about this property? Uh, about uh, what you've read? Because we've dived in a little bit in, into the comic. I I took in the first... The assignment was the first 18 issues. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I only got to like 15.
0: So I got further. I got to about 25, and it still doesn't really meet meet the show. Yeah, I think um, like it's like the first like, three do. issues
1: that meet the show, and then everything else is just like fillers Literally or ideas. Literally
0: from issue 19 to I want to say about 24, it's all exposition. It's all this character that you meet in the comics called The Leader who um, operates in a comic book shop. And he was tasked with creating the fiction that sounded better than what actually happened. And so he would then write the comic books. So it would be like My somebody... God, that's
1: like going into like Once Upon a Time when you meet when they met yeah. the author. Yeah.
0: My yeah. God. And it'd be the same thing. It'd be like, um, you know, oh, you know, Dan, the comic book man with his super strength, you know... Um, broke that, that train station but it's like oh but we didn't know that he was actually being mind controlled by the great you know yada yada and so <clears throat> it goes really deep into depth about like Void how they first started um, where the 7 came from how they were made and they tap into all that stuff in here um, but yeah that stuff gets some. Un- like, I would have to say spoiler
1: free it's a trigger warning for basically everybody whether you are in in a specific uh, community or not, just if you have a heart and you have morals, by the f- by the ending of the first episode, you're gonna understand. Yeah, this show is deprived of any kind of real morals. Like it's, yes. but you have to sit through it because there are characters that you meet. There are that juxtaposition of everyone else. I like,
0: actually think it's slightly a little bit more upbeat and optimistic than the comic
1: is. No, that... Oh, no, yeah. No, they, a lot of things that they couldn't do in the comic, I'm glad that they didn't. Because, like, there's, like, a whole issue where like, they're, like, some, like, superhero brothel.
0: Yeah, it's kind of... Like, I mean, <laughs> they kind of get there. They kind of get there. We'll, we'll talk about it Oh, no, they one. did get yeah, there. they yeah. kind of get there in the way that they could, you know. They kind of get there in uh, episode one. But, um... I would go ahead and say that it does take... It asks a lot of important questions about superheroes that, again... Are questions that are brought up in Watchmen, questions that are brought up in Civil War. You know, it's not like it's the it's the first time we've asked ourselves. You know, what about collateral damage? Oh, what no, about, not you at know, all. What but would they are God like the
1: first super. It's like they're the first superhero show to talk about like that, like social media craze in a sense. Like they're using superheroes as more of like a, like a trending thing
0: than anything else. I got the words for you. Superheroes are intellectual property, and because they're intellectual property right now, they literally become property in the most base sense of the word, in the sense that they are only worth what they are worth that day. Just like any property, just like if you were to buy, you know, whatever square feet of of, of, of land, it's up to people to constantly maintenance and maintain that image of whatever stock you got, whether it's an A-Train or, or Queen Maeve. And we've heard... Um, You've seen it in like trailers where people were talking about like, oh, you're two points down, or you're you're you know you've got a two percent. Oh, it was basically how
1: it. Leslie Nope lost her campaign managers is that she was at like well, she was like polling at like two percent when she was trying to run for office. Oh, poor,
0: poor Leslie.
1: Yeah, I know. No justice for Leslie, but yeah. So like when like in the first episode, like you see um the the the, the Vought CEO trying to sell the mayor of Baltimore uh, Nubian,
0: uh, Nubian essentially
1: Black Panther yeah. in a sense. It was basically uh, an answer for Black Panther. It's like, listen, he's he's not only up 48% with, like, the African community but he's up, like, like 56% with the white community also. He does great with kids. You can, like, he has a new movie coming out. I was like,
0: well, this is crazy because I know, just needed somebody to say this is at least a billion dollar idea. <laughs> and I was
1: like, yep. I, what, what got me crazy was when Starlight stopped like like a robbery with with the deep like one of the, the the focus group ladies, like um, I think they're a publicist, the publicist lady, she's like, all right, now go over to the thief and say it's lit. I'm like oh, wow, yeah, I'm like yeah. this is I started I started cringing, like my shoulders started curling over because I'm like, it's not that uncomfortableness that you would normally see that like that, that the well wow, like because like killing of dogs and babies, like you know that that's just uncomfortable to watch. Well, like, you know what it is.
0: That's what you're talking about. Okay, so superheroes for the most part, and this is probably going to bring on a whole tangent, but. Super, um, the comic book genre superheroes are supposed to be for the most part morality tales, yes, yes. And there are so many characters lacking morals in this on both sides. On both sides, because when you get to the comic, Billy Butcher is he will do whatever it takes to get, you know, I feel but that, but that's what I wrote down too. I feel like
1: Billy Butcher, like, is the only character that was translated besides, besides Homelander when you get when you finally get there, but but from comic one, issue one. Billy Butch is really the only character got that got translated to screen perfect seemingly perfectly. Like everything that he was in the panels was how he was in the show. Like he he lied. He did what he had to do to to get where he needed to go. Like he had one agenda and this was it. Like Yeah. He lied to Huey about certain things in the show and the book. So it's like, wow, they really did a good job writing him.
0: Yeah. Um for those who haven't seen it, like I said, it, it it's gonna act. Ax- the questions that all things ask, but it doesn't have if it doesn't seen, have the weight of a narrative. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't have it's not it's not telling one story and also saying well, what if superheroes were bad? It's literally just the outside narrative. the
1: tagline to sell the show was don't meet your heroes.
0: Which I think is pretty fun. Pretty funny, cynical, all those things. Like, there, basically,
1: yeah. if Bruce Wayne was if Bruce Wayne from Batman vs. Superman was to have some sort of like Drug-induced nightmare trip. This entire show would be his nightmare trip, because this is really what it's like. What if there is a one percent chance that they're bad? Well, you have no, a
0: no. You're you're saying it right. This is the Snyder Cut. Yeah, this yeah. Is. This, you is a, this, this is this is Snyder the, making a this a, mov- is a movie. The, uh, a TV what, show. Uh, what was it? Um, Zack Snyder was famously said in defense of all his heroes killing in his movies that we all live in a dreamland. <laughs> yeah, and so to grow up virgins, and that, and to him heroes would go and uh, reach these conclusions. They would be yeah, but then selfish. What's the purpose and
1: being... of being a hero if you're going to be... In... You have to be infallible to be a
0: hero. You can't... It depends, and we'll talk about that too. Um, I will go ahead and say this. So this is the uh, synopsis so far. Uh, the Boys is set in a universe where superpower people are recognized as heroes by the general public and owned by a powerful corporation, vo Va- International. Isn't it
1: funny how... Vought. Sounds it's like, like bite. Bite. Yeah, That was the first thing I said when I was watching. So I was like, wow.
0: But it also feels like bought. Bought. Like what? You are what? Yeah. In and like... and that German accent. Like I bought you. Yeah. Like they bought you and now you're... That's it. Um, Villains bought. Vill There Which you go. Which markets and monetizes them. Outside of their heroic personas, most are arrogant and corrupt. The series primarily primarily faces eh, focuses on two groups. The seven... Vault International's premier superhero team and the titular Boys, vigilantes looking to keep the corrupted heroes under their control. The series premiered on July 26, 2019, and has already begun filming season two. Well, they gotta it hurry got up, so man. That crazy. cliffhanger was amazing. It's gotten so crazy. It's already been on season two. Now, there's a reason why I wanted to bring up. Um, oh yeah. So I guess yes. Yeah, get into it. It's going to. It's going to. Um, Flip everything you know on its head. And the greatest part about it is if you were considering getting into it, but you didn't get into it because you read the comics, they take a turn in this that is nowhere in the comics. Therefore, we basically have no point of origin to know where they're going to go well, and Well, I mean,
1: 72 two. issues, only one season. I imagine that they can do at least a three, four season run and then just...
0: But the thing is, 72 issues, let's say... I'm, screw it. 70 of them are built on a premise of one situation. When you then yeah. lift that situation and it's not what we think it is, how do you continue that story? And we'll get into that. I know that all oh, that sounds like riddle stuff if you haven't watched. Um, and if you haven't watched, I think now is the time for you to get on and get. We just gave yeah, you 15 think, minutes. Yeah, you can
1: pause here. Go rebuild. Go, go binge, binge all it. of them. 15 minutes we gave you
0: guys this week.
1: And then just come back and then listen to us again because we'll still be here no matter what I'm exactly. everywhere that podcasts all, are found.
0: I'm telling you, we're right here, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm putting um, some new co workers onto the podcast. I'm like, oh, we're about, about to do this. Like, I got a podcast there. Um, so, what I think is interesting this is the spoiler uh, portion. This is when we're getting Spoiler get portion. No, you're no, crazy. no, 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 no. I'm reading the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's interesting about this is a lot of people say that this comic is a response to, like, the Mar- the big Marvel bubble, right? And obviously DC. There's a lot of... Honestly, to me, it's shot like a DC movie. The colors, the saturation, I immediately oh, the died. recent
1: DCEU movies yes. where it's yes. that gray, dour palette. Right. Uh,
0: and the thing is, it's shot that way in scenes where it doesn't even have to be shot that way. You know what I'm saying? Huey's in his Radio Shack-esque job. Oh and it it's completely like
1: everything's gray. Yeah, it's
0: just shot, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just it has very that one dour. light
1: over it where it's like flickering, yeah.
0: It's a very dour uh composition and I think that was on purpose. I will have to say I'm glad that I didn't see the trailer before I
1: watched the show because as soon as I finished the show I went immediately what I do is I always go to reactions to see who's reacting to what and I did find it and someone mentioned, "Oh, that's actually in the trailer if you didn't know the um, Hughie's yeah with Robin yeah where it's where I'm like oh my god that really is in the trailer I stopped I went and I watched the trailer I'm like I'm glad I didn't watch so that because that is, caught me out of nowhere I did
0: watch the trailer I saw the Robin thing but that actually sold me I had no issue because I, this although you don't expect it in the um show I would go so far as to say you didn't really expect it in the trailer so although you can, I don't it's expect smaller, something like that to be in a
1: trailer yeah so even though
0: it's a smaller surprise I was still surprised I was still like that's where like, it's going, we're going well, see, there. See, yeah, you yeah,
1: know, that was the thing. Is I I threw on the show instantly. So when that happened, when he's like, you know, like, uh, you don't besmirch Billy Joel. Boom.
0: And oh, my God. <laughs> when he talks about, like, those are his last words, it always makes me like, oh, Cause my it's
1: God. It's, it's sad. The last things he well, ever told his girlfriend do that, was right? don't besmirch obsessed. Billy Joel.
0: We're always obsessed with the last things that we tell people before they die. Like, d- but, yeah. like, we expect it to be some sort of, like, and you, sir, are the greatest man to have ever lived. I'll see you tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're never... What are the odds you're going to say the perfect thing to everybody the last time you ever see them? It's not going to happen. Um, he was holding her hand. Yes, he was. But I think it's, it's important to um, say that these comics that were created by Garth Enix and Derek Robertson ran for 72 issues between 2006 and 2012. That's a good
1: run. That's it, a it's a pretty good, good run, run.
0: But what's also important is the issues end around the time... Or the same year as the Avengers movie comes out. (laughs) So, the reason why I bring that up is because while it takes on things like um, superhero accountability, people think that this is an answer to recent films, but this was written in the comics.
1: Before even Civil War comics.
0: That's what I'm I'm saying. Before we were even starting to talk about some of those heavier things, they were getting at it here um, in The Boys. Now, The Boys originally was published under. Wildstorm. Yeah.
1: And you Long could really see short,
0: once it hits the issue yeah.
1: six, you could really see the change in like artistry. Even. Long
0: story short, everybody in Image was morons because they decided that they're going to start a comic book company where everyone in the comic book company who's starting it has their own comic book company. Fucking
1: diabolical. So
0: there's comic book companies inside Image all owned by each partner in Image. That's too much. Too, my way too much. too much. Yeah,
1: that's too much.
0: So Jim Lee Great artist, Jim Lee, um, who drew Batman as great, great stuff. Um, he had an imprint called Wildstorm, and that's where he made all his comics. And the great thing about Image Comics was that when wherever or whenever you decide to make it you, like these characters that, that you've created are yours in perpetuity. They don't get signed over to Image Comics. The creator gets to hold on to them. Every dollar that The Walking Dead show makes, Robert Kirkman gets. He's the creator. It's because The Walking Dead was published under Image Comics. Now, if Marvel grabbed that up, Kirkman could die tomorrow and there'd be a new artist and a new, uh, you know, penciler and writer on the next issue. But um, with Image, it stays with you. So Garth Ennis, who um, a lot of people know him for his Punisher Max series, where he was not shy. From gore, blood, viscera, bullets, explosions, um, body parts, and we get to see a lot of that in this in the comic. Um, but I think it's important when we talk about the rest of this. Well,
1: Garthanx was also uh, Ennis was also the, the preacher, so you yes. could really see and gore and viscera. Very,
0: yeah, and there's also a little bit of soft, sophomoric humor in all of the, all of those properties. I want to say, um, the comics felt more to me like a college frat. Kind of adventure, kind of deal, than the movie. The movie, I mean the movie. Sorry, the television show seems to have seems to be anchored more in response. Well, the television
1: show seemed like a like an origin story, even for the comics. Like by the time, uh, Huey meets the boys, they're already a thing for like years now. Just like in the show, like when he meets them, they're broken up. But when they're in the show, they never in the comics they never broke up. They're just they were always together. Yeah. Like it's the same way he found them. Like yeah, there was a new person that got killed. I gotta find this person and have him join our team. But
0: so you want let's you want to start off with Huey. Let's start off with Huey then, right? My man, Wee Huey, we Huey, uh, Hugh Huey Campbell, played by Jack Quaid. Uh, it was you who told me it was Dennis Quaid's son,
1: Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son. Because Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid had a thing in like those are the, some- the late eighties, early nineties.
0: Those are some Hollywood genes in there, bro.
1: Did you know that May hey, Maya Hawk? Is the daughter of Uma Thurman and, and Ethan Hawke?
0: She does resemble somebody who was made by two very pretty people.
1: If you watch Stranger Things 3, I've seen
0: there. You know what else I get from her? And this is off topic. I get a little bit of Winona Ryder from her. I get oof. a little bit.
1: There might have been a, a weird little
0: but it's triangle. There might be a little bit of her in. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Uma Thurman. But. If, yeah, we're, if we're Jack talking played. about if we're talking about appearances, oh we gotta God. bring up Huey's comic book appearance because Huey looks nothing like he does in the nope. comics as he does here.
1: Nope, nope. In fact they even even um what's his face? Uh Derek Robertson told I said it that he drew Huey in the comics to be uh Simon Pegg.
0: did I didn't get a chance to do any additional research. Why Simon Pegg is? This a big uh, Simon it was
1: Pegg it was uh no yeah he was um he was a big fan of a certain like variety show that Simon Pegg was doing at the time in like the 2005. I think this was uh, when did Shauna the Dead come out? Like 2004, 2005, around that time. I would say so. Yeah, around 2004, 2005. So he was already a fan of Simon Pegg of the shows that he was doing with Nick Frost in um the BBC program. Okay. So he was a big fan, just like they were, a f- just like they're a fan of um. Uh what's uh, Seth Rogen and uh Evan uh, Evan, Evan Ross. Uh, Evan Goldberg.
0: And they are on the show. Their names they're are, executive producers. they
1: yeah, they're executive producers on the show and they have uh characters in the show.
0: And they're also executive producers on another image uh property that's supposed to be coming a show, Invincible. Oof. Which is something we're gonna have to cover soon. I'm just hoping that a lot of these are not too they don't they don't meld, you know, like they don't kinda start to resemble each other too much.
1: Yeah, because once we hey, once we started getting to, like, not Umbrella, well, what was it? There was a... The Boys, yeah. Once I started getting to the Boys, I started immediately saying, oh, it's like a, a Doom Patrol Umbrella Academy where it's like this not-your-status-quo comic book. It's and, like once they start looking like that, it starts getting boring in a sense. I am,
0: I am interested, though. I incredibly, and I'm incredibly passionate about this this weird subsets of, of comic book properties now that we're getting. Where oh, I'm like, happy to cover the, the like,
1: depressing stuff with you while you do cover cover the cool no, stuff with everyone like, else. Like,
0: like Superman's always going to have his story and Batman's always going to have his story, but these are characters that, because people don't necessarily know too much about them, they can almost break new barriers. So the things I saw in Doom Patrol I never saw before. Uh, stuff, some of the stuff, the stuff I saw in Red and The Boys, I've never seen before. Like oh no, I've I've chance. read
1: a, a lot of comics now I'm not only on my own, but because of you and this and this little company that I've never seen a superhero brothel.
0: Right?
1: I've yeah. never seen a, a superhero tied upside down to a bed while a chick puts lube on a gun. Yeah, like I've there, never. There's,
0: yeah, there's a there's a whole bunch of that in this.
1: Dude, they had Popclaw like staring and sitting in the corner while like two people were like. I
0: think she's a. Oh, that's what she got off on, or something like that. She it got off really on weird. watching other
1: people. She was a voyager. She yeah. got off on watching other people have sex, and it was even that's mentioned weird. in the comics. Like she's a voyager, might diabolical. No. But no, Huey, what the biggest like detraction from his comic book to his show is Huey is Scottish. Yes, in the comic book, and he's a conspiracy theorist. That's how what's his name also found him. Like he's a big. Conspiracy theorist writer. So that's pretty cool to know. Like Every time I read him, I am... Not only because he's drawn like Simon Pegg, but knowing that you meet Huey in Scotland and you meet Robin in Scotland, that it's like, now I can only see Simon Pegg and hear Simon Pegg's voice.
0: What's also funny is that Simon Pegg, if I can remember correctly, is usually the one that's stressed out the most. He is always the the one
1: stressed out the the most. He's the one
0: that's out of his element, the one that's stressed out, the one that's like well, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do that? And, like, I'm guessing I'm just talking primarily Shaun of the Dead. But. No, because he's like that in Star Trek also. And the thing is, like, with that character in The Boys, it makes sense because, and they say it a little bit in the show where he's like, oh, you don't do that anymore. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know that that, that feeling you get when you're tilting your chair back and you almost fall and you catch yourself? Used to have that feeling every day. <laughs> He's like, I Jesus. used to look at you and used to have that feeling all the time, but you like don't I'm about anymore. to
1: fall. I've come someone can, let me catch myself?
0: That just that fear of like I don't know how any of this well, is. Also, go. Huey
1: did say to Mother's Milk, like when um he when he was asking him about the translucent killing, it was like it's like yeah, you know, like it kind of felt felt good. It felt yeah. like like real, like yeah, like I got. And then he was telling him like, doesn't matter if it's like this or Compound V, like. The, the 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 feeling is the feeling, and you're gonna feel it no matter what. Like,
0: yeah. So, Huey, we meet, and he is working at a regular dead like a mom end, and pop Radio
1: Shack looking thing.
0: electronic store. Um, and we see him, uh, be visited by his lovely girlfriend Robin, and him and Robin go out to. I he was done with his shift, right? He was, probably, he, was
1: he was he was getting off, and they were just going home, I guess.
0: Yes, and they go to have a talk. Robin steps. Off the curb, She uh, t- was
1: two feet onto the curb, two, two feet, feet on, two feet, feet off of the, off curb. the curb.
0: Yeah, she took, she literally took her two feet off the curb as he stood on the curb, and all of a sudden, as depicted in the trailer, everything goes into slow motion, and then just well blood at first splatters. it was just like
1: that real quick like sonic boom, and she like disappears, and yeah. then it's. Oh that slow-mo blood is just
0: blood splatter. And then you see the viscera. you see like her bone the way it stays in the air and then drops then drops. Oh me. God. Um, and so right then and there a speedster by the name of A Train, a member of the seven, runs through literally right through like a like a was it plain pain guys window? Plain guys window. Yeah. Uh right through shatters Robin. Makes a joke later on that he oh, got like a, a molar. molar.
1: He swallowed her molar like a bug on the freeway. Ridiculous. That's wildly insensitive.
0: And um, we find out that heroes like A-Train, especially heroes like A-Train, because A-Train is in the 7, and we'll get to the 7 in a bit.
1: Dude, that, that 7. The, just he, the fact that it's called the 7 just, just bothers I've me. I've always
0: assumed that that's what the Justice League was called. The,
1: no, they are called they're the, <laughs> the seven. 7. They've they're always the been seven. called it, especially in the Justice League TV show, like before yeah.
0: Unlimited. They were they just keep, the seven they for sure. at the seven because Superman X is standing on the front, so it makes a lot of sense. Um, but we find out that uh, heroes like um, A-Train can't necessarily be prosecuted for what they do while they're on duty.
1: Oh, no, that, that, that's an actual real thing with cops, too, yes. like just in case like they, they shoot. A by, an innocent bystander, in like a shoot off, like they can't be oh, they held. take
0: your car to go, do... You seen the movies? Hey, I'm a cop. Give me your car.
1: Yeah, I'm confiscating. Like they, they can be like they can't be held like accountable for that
0: crap. That's bad. Yes, it is. That's bad. Intensely. Um, but yeah, they they can't be held accountable, but they can try to cover things up. So they try to get my man, Huey, what seven. Uh, Forty five thousand
1: dollars for the death of his girlfriend. For like, and I think that it was like exposition wise, they were dating for like two four two to four years. Like it was an yeah. actual relationship. It's like one of us losing our girl, man. Like and he doesn't want to hear
0: any of it. He doesn't want to Oh, and th- he no rips up the check. Why? How did you feel yeah. about that? I loved it. Yeah. I even how'd with you feel my daydream, time? by him killing the.
1: <laughs> oh, when he like when he like beats up the guy or whatever. Like yeah. when he's yelling. at... I I thought it was a real thing, and I was like, yo, what am I in for? And then it did the whole daydream thing. I was like, oh, it did one of these cliché yeah. date?" I would have much rather have him just yelled at him, like, get the fuck out of my house and all that. Because it's true. It's like, yo, you're going to give me $45,000 for the for your, your client running through my girlfriend.
0: How did you feel about, um, I mean, ironically his father Simon Pegg <laughs> Simon Pegg ends up getting, uh, getting ends up getting cast as his father which is really really a cool dig because he looks exactly like Simon Pegg in the comics well just like um, my
1: friend said it's like it's sad when you think of it that they wanted to cast him as Huey. they did they really wanted to cast him like, no, he, he said i'm too old he's like i think i'm too old it's not they're not going to buy it like he's so great he's so humble he's, so he's great. So, oh my god Poor- he got a little red on you <laughs> yeah, like my, like my friends, like yo, that's that's really sad when you think of it. like that he would have loved to do the role if it was like ten years
0: ago. And I'm like, how did you feel about what Huey's dad told him about him not being a fighter and all those things? It's the normal. Is like, that like what he? Because we find out later on, like Huey lost his mother. We don't really know how. Um, he's like, we just sit around like if she's gonna come back or something like that. Um, you like
1: you like pizza rolls, yeah. He, when I was seven, and
0: that also feels like his father has been kind of hands off since. Maybe he doesn't know what to do.
1: That's that that's that's what it looks like. That he's trying his best to be his friend more than to be his parent. So right. like, it's like it's it's I I can't. Respect so instead of being you.
0: encouraging in this instance, it's just easier to just to and he's trying to
1: shelter him because if they lost their their he lost his wife, he lost his son uh, the mother. He's probably, probably probably trying to shelter him, yeah, so he doesn't lose him as well. That's yeah. why he's telling him, like, you know, you're not a fighter. Just stay home. So take you, the 45. you don't believe that
0: his father really believes that he doesn't got it in him?
1: I think it's not that he doesn't believe that he got it in him. It's just even if he does got it in him, I don't want to risk losing my son over whatever potential he may have. Yeah. So it's like, let do your little nine to five. We stay in my house for the rest of the night. You know, we live our life without ever having to be there. Okay. Because even when it's like go, gets towards later in the episode, like season, like episode seven, it's like you could see like he's fearful of his... Son of losing his son. Yeah, and we'll we'll get there. What I mean, but like, I
0: it was kind of sweet that that was his. Like, if we're gonna take care of all the people that are close to us, like that, that's still his. Like that is his pops. But so that was really really cool. Um, but in rejecting the offer, he kind of alerts a man named Billy Butcher, played by Carl Urban. Uh, oh ju- my god, of, ju- so of, I Dread, King, really. of 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 Lord of the Rings. Um. I I watched him two weeks ago in in, uh, Ragnarok and Scourge. Uh, That's right. He is the voice of Scourge. Yeah. Look at my stuff. (laughs) Which this
1: is what even pisses me off more about the fact that Simon, like, uh, God bless his heart that he felt he was too old for this role. Because it's like, now we could have had a reunion of Star Trek. We could have had a Carl Urban, Simon Pegg, Star Trek reunion playing two roles that would have been awesome to play off of each other. But I do like him with the taking the younger... Kid under his wing with Jack Quaid.
0: Yeah, um, and so we meet Billy Butcher, uh, the leader of the boys who distrust all individuals with superpowers. Walking he calls him
1: diabolical. Soups.
0: Uh, I like Supes because that's what I call Superman.
1: I've oh, that's what I've always called Superman as well,
0: soups. So I I like the I like the shortcut. It, it works for me. In this millennial, you know, by the by the second uh, generation that we live by. Uh, So now
1: you even have to like abbreviate your words that are already abbreviated. Exactly.
0: Um, He has a particular hatred towards Homelander. We'll get to there in a bit because he believes that he's responsible for the disappearance of his wife. Uh, Billy Butcher meets um, our boy Huey and basically he's like, yeah, man, I work for like this like top. Well, he originally tells him he's FBI. Yeah. And I heard you, you know, didn't take the money. I need you to do me a favor. Uh, Act like you're going to take the money. Go over there and get your apology from A-Train and stick one of these tracking devices or, or uh, mics um, inside the 7s, inside Vault International's building, Yeah, it was a microphone, yeah. Inside the 7s thing.
1: Well, see, what I like about it also, like before we get to the meeting of Billy Butcher, I like when you get to get more of um Huey, when he goes to the store to get a six-pack of beer, oh, and he and sees he the A-Train there. merchandise everywhere. He sees the A-Train chips, the A-Train and beer. And we find out later
0: on, it took a couple episodes, honestly. I think it doesn't happen to the third episode. We find out that he has half of those stuff in his own
1: room. Yeah. He has like a giant, like, A train cutout in yeah, his like like living they didn't, room. They didn't
0: make it a point to say that before, but he was a fan. It wasn't just like it was a fandom that he didn't well, understand. Well,
1: they made it, they, they kind of alluded to it, and I think it was episode two where, 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 where they kind of alluded to a trans where he was like trying to interview, tra- like, uh, interrogate Translucent. Yeah. And he was saying things like, well, I know you two grew up together. And he's like, what, are you a fan? Yeah. And then you find out the next episode, you look at Huey's room and he has like an A-Train plush that he like throws at. He threw like a pop at the wall, like breaking everything he was breaking in his room was A-Train merchandise. So it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. It
1: was like it comes full circle for the hatred.
0: Yes. Um, And so they do that. He does try to plant it, but we find out about another member of the seven called Translucent. Played
1: by, oh, he is actually one of my, my favorites.
0: What, uh, uh, he's played by one of my uh, one of my favorite names in in Hollywood, Axel Hassel.
1: Axel Hassel. <laughs> Axel Hassel. You can't make this shit up. He's
0: translucent, a member of the Seven who can turn himself invisible by morphing his skin into a diamond hard carbon meta material that warps the light around him. And so, translucent, uh, finds the little bug that Huey places and goes to his job. And decides he wants to talk to him a little bit about it. What I can't,
1: what I can't just wrap my mind around, and I've binged this show twice now, what I can't wrap my mind around is the fact that he's legit walking around naked. Everywhere.
0: Oh, translucent? Yeah, everywhere. How long do you think it would take you to get over that? I don't know. It's just, my God, no matter where, he was literally fighting
1: Huey in, 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 in an electronics store naked. Yeah. He stands in bathrooms naked. That's disgusting. That's his jam. Oh yeah cuz he even said he's like you know what my superpower is it isn't turning invisible it's reading people. Shut yeah.
0: up you pervert. Like we, we see him later in like the girls bathroom. So he's he's all out and about. But how did you feel about um translucent, translucent confrontation with Huey inside of the records um the video store and uh Billy Butcher's uh, from <laughs>
1: from there it was re-entrance. my it, it what it was is A-Train and that corporation was my um I guess my my guessing like, "Oh, they're definitely the bad guy. These are definitely some some like not your average good guy superheroes. And then translucent was just the icing on the cake of, "Oh, they're definitely bad guys. I don't even need any more of it. They're definitely bad guys." Okay. Like he he went in there. He went to kill him with a TV.
0: He literally ripped the TV off the wall to like smash it in his face. Yes. I, that blood fight was incredibly creative. I love
1: it because it's the visual effects is it, he was fighting a guy in an all green screen suit. Yeah, like he was in an all green suit, so that was pretty cool. But I love that like, when he figured it, when he, when he figured it out, like he head butted him and he like saw like he was bleeding. So then he spit in his face again and head butted again. Even
0: the car crash effect, like watching they put, a, they, an they, they put everything man. on the rig. Yeah, they put yeah, it yeah, on the rig. Watching an invisible man impact through several shelves and then eventually hit the wall. Was really really cool to see, and they eventually just electrocuted him up his butt.
1: Yeah, well he because uh, he said it. He, he said it himself. His skin is made of like some carbon diamonds, so it's yeah. like it, it'll catch on electricity. So that's why they put the cage and like all wrapped in electricity. So yeah. puts, the, puts the electric cord right in his ass. And cheek. so
0: it's a hell of a first episode when you kind of find out that Billy Billy, Billy, uh, Billy Butcher may not be telling all that he's saying that he's telling. We oh now yeah, have, uh, we now him have he's a not superhero. Actually a cops, FBI. We now have a superhero locked up. You know, uh, that we don't know what we're gonna do with it. He's a member of the seven. Um and let's talk about let's talk about the rest of the seven real quick. Yeah, let's let's get to the seven. Let's talk about the seven. and obviously we're gonna be jumping around, but let's talk about our boys in the seven. Oh, well, you know
1: what? The boys jumps around. The boys jumps around exactly. from the seven to the
0: boys, get back honest. to other characters. So let's talk about Anthony Starr playing John slash Homelander. Okay,
1: can we just talk about how like Hollywood decided to clone Chris Pine and then halfway through they said, you know what, give me Bradley Cooper?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. He has a lot of different looks about him. You know what? I don't think... We spoke a lot about what he resembles. You know what I get from him sometimes from his delivery? Um, Jason Bateman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially when he's being... um, facetious when he's being like really just lying like you guys you guys are great I get that Jason Bateman um from uh Hancock where he's trying to sell <laughs> he's like a marketer yeah I get that all the way um but you we see that he's a wow, combination I not believe
1: Hancock actually like did that first well not really first in a sense but yeah. Like for TV wise, did it yeah. first, where they, Jason Bateman was literally trying to market superheroes for the town. Like people
0: do not uh, give that movie enough credit. But no, the they seven, don't. I saw it in theaters. The Seven are basically a government sanctioned Justice League that where even every character is legit a Justice League member.
1: You you have you have Homelander, Superman, know, Queen made, it'd be, it'd, it'd Wonder, a, Wonder a, Woman.
0: it will be a lot harder with like translucent. The
1: the deep uh, Aquaman, yeah, black noir Batman. You can go A-Train, A-train Flash. Flash. Yeah. And I guess Translucent could be any... Fine... And who would Starlight be? Starlight would probably be Super Supergirl. Oh, oh no, wait, um, wait. Starlight, like the girl? Yeah, that'd yeah. be Supergirl in a sense. Yeah. Could be like a, like a nice little countryside Supergirl. <laughs> countryside? Well, I mean, Kansas. Country fried. Yeah. Nice yeah, yeah, yeah. Country fried Supergirl. The, the, the corn-fed Starlight. No, I dig it. Oh, poor Starlight. No, too. Homelander. My man, Homelander. His whole like when they started really getting into his origin towards the ending of this first season i'm just like yo they're they're throwing so many twists and turns and convoluted plots it's like can we just stop the twist
0: and finally get to who he is well the thing is um he's obviously the superman you know analogy or analog in this every, every we we when you go back to our Shazam episode you hear us talking about the the dispute that they had with Shazam. Because they said Shazam was just basically a Superman clone. Now, because Superman was such a popular character, almost every comic book company has a Superman analog.
1: Wasn't like like Miracle Man? one of them?
0: Yes. There's... Ac- in Marvel, it's called the Squadron Supreme. And they have a, ju- a Justice League analog. If I showed you them, you'd be like, they got away with that? <laughs> <laughs> um... And it's the same thing with
1: with any other company. Well, once I noticed that, like, every, like, comic book, like, artist or writer bounces back from Marvel to DC, where you even have Tom King writing for Vision and then writing Batman,
0: it's like... after a while, you know, when... It's fun to play with other people's toys. It's it's fun to play with a toy somebody it's else created. Like, are they really
1: even com- like truly internally competing anymore? Are they just saying that they're competing for like the fans <laughs> to say, <laughs> "Oh, Marvel versus DC, Marvel vs. DC"? Because seeing like guys like, like John, like well, for example, like yeah, Tom King going from Marvel to DC, it's just like there's no competition. They're letting us. He just borrow- wants to
0: tell his stories the- regardless of what tools he uses. To yeah, talk. and so
1: they're like borrowing comic book writers in a sense. Like here, you can have have uh, Jim Lee for a while, and I'll take this guy.
0: I want Jim Lee.
1: I think we all want Jim Lee.
0: <laughs> um, so we were talking about... Yeah, Homelander. So he's supposed to be the Superman and Captain America in a way. Truth, justice in the American way. He's the leader of the seven. And the seven are corporate to the bone. But they,
1: they are capitalistic superheroes, man. It's
0: sad. It, well, it's just... Like, we're a capitalist country. We live no, in a course. capitalist No, of course. Like, nature. I'm not
1: going to sit here and bash capitalism. I, I have an iPhone. We have sneakers. But, but, we these, have...
0: but this is also the the um it taken to the worst case too extreme like yeah yeah. would we would you can do that
1: and the thing is i can actually see our government today marketing superheroes to mayors of states like you can have Nubian god for 200 million dollars and he will save your community and blah 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 like i can see that happening senate passing bill they passed one of the worst bills in Congress since Roe v. Wade and I can see them passing a bill where they put our superheroes in military. All they, yeah,
0: all they need is a is a reason. And if they get enough people um passionate about it,
1: you can definitely see some And change. you can see that in like episode five, like with they that gave certain a scene. They, they give them
0: a reason, yeah. 100%. The way they
1: what, the way Homeland Homelander himself, the way he spinned that whole debacle, just goes to show like damn, he's a lot more smarter than they're even trying to write him to be.
0: Yeah, and so he's he always have this has this level of danger. You almost feel like he can he can kill the person he's standing next to in every scene that he's in. Like you're like, "Oh, oh he yeah, has he that something.
1: like mannerisms like he's he he's very like
0: calm, but he also is threatening with his calmness." You've also seen what little strength it takes to him takes of him to kill someone. And so whenever he places his hand on someone's shoulder or around their neck in the back, oh, it gets creepy. You're yeah. like, "Oh, this, he's gonna kill well, since
1: we're in the spoiler territory, he literally did the whole famous uh Superman panel of putting his hand through somebody He like legit put his whole fist through a guy's chest and
0: you hear the crunching and the gargling of the blood and it's... but even when doing so, he almost displayed a level of childlike curiosity in
1: doing it well it was also it was the way I saw it for my second time is. It was annoyance of humans because before that you know, of him killing that shooter, he told Queen Maeve, he's like,
0: "Yeah, all why these people, them, yeah, like, it's like, all we- these
1: people are as balloons with with the uh, blood and and meat. Like you know, we can kill them, but we jump when they say jump. Why?"
0: So you don't feel, it, it, I it, to me, it almost felt like a kid, a kid doing the magnifying glass thing to don't a know. Man, it, it
1: definitely is the kid playing with the magnifying glass with the, but ant. almost
0: surprised that the ant caught fire. Like like he's. Applying pressure, and then he's like, oh, like... Oh, so that kills all it you. Took? Yeah, like, that's all it took, and oh, now I got it on my hand.
1: Oh, yeah, he's you even know, disgusted they're... with it. He was wiping yeah. his hand on but the guy's jacket.
0: That disgust seems like surprise disgust. Like, you knew that was going to happen if you are going to put your hand through something. Well, put my hand through a watermelon, I can't be like, oh, and there's watermelon in here? <laughs> well, you
1: can see, like, that that whole, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that that actually did kill them with the ending he's of the a, first he's episode. He's a freaking child.
0: Well, he, yeah. He's a repressed child he reminds me of the kingpin in daredevil Mm -hmm. he's a little child staring at the the white wall you never want to get pissed off because his childlike tantrum could kill you the same way like in daredevil
1: well in in the first episode spoiler alert um um when uh stillwell was trying to sell the superhero the superhero to the mayor of baltimore he's like listen i know about your little compound v thing you're gonna sell him to me for 200 million instead of 300 million and and when you see later that he spies, Homelander is spying on that conversation and ends up taking down the plane because he wanted to. Yeah. And you initially you think that he's a
0: soldier being sent by. Um,
1: I thought Stillwell. that too. And then I realized, wait, no, he did that because he wanted to. Because even the Deep found that plane in the ocean and, and came to Stillwell and said well, the there was precision. The worst
0: part about all that is that they make it a point to show Homelander see the guy's son. Yeah. And so they have this interaction where he's like, oh, look, daddy. It's, and yeah, so- it, that,
1: that's what really drove it
0: home is he said, oh, my son's going to love this. This is his favorite hero.
1: Oh, my right. God. And so
0: we got to see the depths of Homelander in that first episode when he was willing to take down a plane where he knew it had children on it or at least a child on it. Uh, and then it had that
1: long shot of his face and you see like his like cheeks quivering like if he's about to crack, but he's trying to like hold back any kind of human emotions like
0: and we kind of see that nothing is pretty because in that first episode, we see the depths of the soups and the depths of the boys, in a way. The depths of Billy Butcher. He oh, Billy Butchers, yeah. Drive with, with a car this. through a through a, uh, a video store. And because then or, when you know, find out
1: later that he's a liar and that he holds information so he can get what he wants. And he did that with with um, Huey.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Queen May, played by Dominic Mc. Oh, uh, Wonder Woman. The lesbian Wonder Woman. A veteran member of the Seven who once wanted to protect innocent lies but has become disillusioned an alcoholic and suffers from burnout.
1: Oh, no. She's seriously so, like, like disconnected from any, like, reality of human emotions. And she's seen it. Like, I've been with The Seven for so long that I'm just going to drink myself into oblivion.
0: And might as well be the the most important person on the shitty team, right? Like, this is like you know, like, she dated Homelander. But we also find out through the show that she's a lesbian?
1: She's both, I guess. They, it's the B on the LGBT.
0: But I feel like the way that her girlfriend got at her it was like you did that for show sure. oh the dating the whole maybe that's why maybe
1: like they found out that she was a lesbian so they said listen for the yeah, public the... for the general population This are really need... work
0: in the heartland we, yeah, we're, we just...
1: <laughs> we're we're going to need you two to actually be a couple because we found out that couples is actually a 22% rise in the social media trends like 100% every... yeah Everybody is uh tweeting hashtag uh, Queen Lander and all yeah, that. Yeah,
0: all that stuff, yeah. 100%. Like I can
1: see that happening. Like the hashtags on Twitter are through the roof. And you two together are making the perfect power couple since Jay Z and Beyonce. It's like, oh God. I think it's her major arc think in,
0: her major arc in this is she's constantly second guessing herself.
1: Yeah, but uh, you could even see the when in the plane where she wanted to save everybody. Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah, and we'll get there in a second, but like I also feel like she may see um, Starlight as a uh, younger version of her. Oh yeah, they, they Coming, really made that
1: apparent. Where like yeah. they're even drinking together, and she was saying like, "I used to be like you. I used to be hopeful and cheery," or like when she said uh, when Starlight was telling her like uh, in that movie, because the superheroes star in their own damn movie. Because apparently, you know, acting and superheroism go hand in hand. Yeah, apparently. But yeah, she's like, "Did you really break your arm, and when you were saving that, or was it just some stupid stunt for the?" For the general population. No, she was
0: actually like, I read, she goes, I read your, um, autobiography, and I wore it out so bad that I had to get new copies, and I, I'll never forget that story that you told where you, you saved the bus, and, um, you broke your whole arm doing it, but I guess now, after being here for a while, it's probably somebody who wrote that, wasn't it, and then she walks out, she walks away, and then later on, Queen Mae's like, no, I told totally you that. No, she was that. drunk as hell, she's like, yeah, arm. I
1: broke my, she, like, broke
0: both of them. Yeah, um, and so... How did how do you feel about Maeve? Do you have sympathy for her? Do you do you think she's one that can be redeemed? Is she? Oh,
1: definitely. Okay. I th- I think Queen Maeve can be. But the thing was is I see Queen Maeve as one of those like the the part in life that I've been in where the I'm not a bad guy. I don't want to hurt anybody, but like just I the, just don't you're care. Over the circus? Yeah, like I just don't care. I'm over the show. Like. I've I've I paid my dues, and now I just want to continue to... Ch- i paid my dues. Time after time. I time just want I just want to collect my paychecks, and that's it.
0: This, this could have used a little bit more Queen. The show. This show
1: could have used some Queen, this but you know could.
0: what? At the end but of then the day... But they would have done Don't Stop Me Now, and I uh, already Bohemian came out, I've already come out on this podcast saying that I'm tired of people uh, going to that cheap thrill. Well, I'm of tired of
1: people using Bohemian Rhapsody also. It's like it's the same. I want some Bicycle. Why can't yeah. we have some, let bicycle. me ride my bicycle, bicycle. I want to bicycle. ride my bike.
0: That yep. was a beautiful song.
1: Great song. Uh, Fat Bottom Girls, come on, man. I want
0: to break free. Let's, let's I get want to break free. Speaking of breaking free, somebody who broke uh, free of guilt is my man A-Train, played by Jesse T. He Usher. said my
1: man A-Train. Oh A my speedster,
0: God. member of the 70s, determined to maintain his status as the fastest speedster, believing he will lose his relevance. And be removed from the seven if another individual surpasses him. Oh
1: no, that's not fear. They really told him, like, listen, you you <laughs> you lose that race against Shockwave, and he You're also off got seven. brought. They,
0: they mentioned him getting brought up right in the comic. it's Marathon a... Man. Is is it Marathon? Uh, it's Marathon something. I
1: know he's part of some sort of like um oh uh, and I think their names are like the boy, payback, something payback. boys. Payback. Like, is it payback? Yeah. It was like because I know there's like because
0: that's where he meets Popclaw. That's the whole like there was like I'm a three D or level four. You're an A level, yeah. Like,
1: there was man. like a whole different like like I think like four or five different like those B C groups that all like came up together because Starlight was in one of them. We're in um Moines. She was in yeah. one of those little like uh, low rent superhero team up shits. But fucking A Train, oh my god, A
0: Train. So A Train uh, actually, to me, besides Homelander, feels the most real. 'Cause he feels like a overpaid athlete. Yeah, definitely. He feels he like, would be
1: like one of those like overpaid NBA players. Yeah, or something. and so
0: those guys are always super confident, always super cocky. They need to be the center of attention because if they're not Dude, he came into a, to
1: a make a wish foundation, a, a cancer ward, making it about
0: it. himself. They didn't want it to be translucent though. Oh, that's so sad. It was sad. supposed to be Translucent. Dude, he's <laughs> even wearing a Translucent
1: shirt. Yeah, yeah. He has a great Translucent <laughs> shirt on. and He's like, oh, you're going to help me uh, race against cancer or something like that? You're going to help me beat cancer? I'm like, oh my God. this it's, he- it's all terrible. Even when the scenes are supposed to be like more like... like, Yeah, so
0: you see that these guys are doing Make-A-Wish stuff, commercials. They have posters. They have toys. They do movies. Um, they're literally intellectual properties. They're literally um, being used to push merchandise and stuff. But the big thing that's happening is that Stilwell, who was a man in the comics, uh, female in this, played by Elizabeth Shue, great acting. Oh, oh code, great actress, yeah. Calculating, all of that. Um, what you end up finding out is that her big thing is to try to get Vaught into defense contracting.
1: Yep. They want to the get superheroes into. They want to get superheroes into the military. They
0: want to privatize world peace. Is it which sad? Is the I, that, that's the thing that Tony Stark wanted to do. Is it sad that
1: that when they first introduced Elizabeth Shue as Madeline Stilwell in the show, that I immediately said out loud, "Oh, she's a bad guy." Yeah, uh, ah no, nah, nah. that's a li- that was a literally the first thing I said. Like you see, Vaught. Industries yeah. and all that. I'm like, there's a, there's and you a see, and you see Elizabeth Shue at like the podium. Like, oh, she's a bad guy. No, don't even it's like tell Home me Boy anymore.
0: From um, *Mn* and the Wasp. Um,
1: oh um, um, Walton
0: Goggins. Yeah, well, you, you Goggins. see Walton Goggins instantly. It's like, You're like he's oh, he's the bad guy. bad guy. Yeah, he's probably a bad guy. Um, but yeah, they're trying to get into defense contracting because it's the same way. If you've seen *Iron Man* 2, they try to take the suit away from him, and he says, "No, I am going to be." The hero. He's like, I, I am the am suit. The hero. Yeah, it's like, I'm if the suit. If you want the hero, you come to me. And it's the same thing that Vaught's doing. Vaught's saying, you can't have control over these heroes. They belong to Vaught Industries. If you want these heroes to do something, give Vaught a contract that says that we will protect the Earth or this country or whatever against all uh, you know enemies, foreign and domestic, and we'll move forward. But that's very dangerous. <laughs> Instead of trusting armies, we're gonna end up trusting groups like Vought and uh, people like the Seven, and it ends up becoming a trouble, becoming troublesome when you get guys like A Train who, you know, ran through a, a grown woman.
1: And then when you notice it later that he's actually on superhero heroin. Yes, it on gets some it, compound V. That's what he. That's what you find out, in like Episode Seven, that that's what he was doing. He was transporting compound V from like. Iraq for Homelander well, all the way back the there. It's the false
0: flag stuff, right? They were
1: creating, yeah. they were creating supervillains in Middle East to be able to have to continue the Iraq war going. It's, basically, it's
0: literally Bites Plan. Yeah, I'll create a big enough threat so that people can excuse whatever. That's why I have. they needed
1: to get the superheroes into the military. It's like, listen. You can send all your soldiers out there, but when they're literally eating your bullets and spitting them back at you, you're gonna need our guys. Sign this contract and privatize world peace. Exactly,
0: <laughs> privatize world peace. Um, that's how my dad did it. That's how good old America does it. Uh, let's talk about somebody who's probably a little bit more complicated than they may seem. On he the got outside. my he,
1: he got my sympathy towards the second rebinge. Let's talk about lie. Chase
0: Crawford, a member of the Seven. Uh, who possesses the ability to communicate with aquatic life and breathe underwater. He's called The Deep, and he is t- given temporary leave from The Seven when the truth about how he sexually abused Starlight comes out and his little escapade with the Oceanland Dolphin when he tries his oh best to save God. a single dolphin and gets caught with it and ends up being put in Sandusky uh, with the idea being that he would then be a local small-town hero. He's been demoted from the Great Justice League down to... A uh, small town hero. You
1: know what's kind of sad? Is that he got kicked off of the Seven for being a sexual harasser and he's being sent to literally the part of Pennsylvania that had a sexual harassment scandal. Like
0: named after a sexual harassment scandal. Named after a
1: sexual harassment scandal most, like more than that. Oh well, my yeah. God. How are you going to send him to Sandusky of all places?
0: So while uh, Homelander is the Superman and Queen Maeve is the Wonder Woman and A-Train is the Flash, we got the Deep is obviously Aquaman. Dude, and
1: they even went like really deep cuts with the Aquaman jokes, like and
0: the outfit is very similar to what you would think a DC Aquaman outfit. Well, pissed me Aquaman off the most is they sent Starlight
1: on her first mission with the deep, but where they sent them was to literally stop people at a fucking dock at like a pier Did he, and dock. Like, but
0: didn't he say something? like no, that? No, he like, said it like that. They, I, they always, can send always send me, me somewhere close. He's like, I can no. Water. He
1: says like I can do more than what they send me, but they always send me to piers. Boats Buoys Jetties Docks I'm like oh my god They're really like Where Homelander even tells him Now go fuck Shamu In the blowhole Yeah There's a lot of that He told compound. go fuck Shamu In the blowhole
0: We got Black Noir Played by Nathan Mitchell. Nathan Mitchell Nathan Mitchell is a black man I thought it should be said Cause he's uh,
1: kinda, Black Noir. Kinda sounds like A name that would a that silent, would not be a white man's a name A silent Nathan. ninja-like
0: Member of the seven Who possesses superhuman strength And ability And conceals his appearance Behind a dark costume Woo.
1: You know what's kind of cr- what's really redundant or repetitive or whatever you want to say? It's up?
0: black noir means black black noir means black. There's a level to, of that too that means that yeah. I, I, it's I, weird. I don't I don't disagree with that. Um, so then we already talked about Axel Hassel, our man Translucent, and somebody that we don't hear a lot about is Lamplighter.
1: Lamplighter yeah, he, has retired. Like, yeah, because I think he killed off like, um a whole family. It was like it was alluded well, that's to. in the
0: comics. Oh no, they say it in the movie. In the show, she they killed allu- Mallory's. He killed, killed Mallory's, Mallory's grandchildren. grandchildren. Yeah, he like exploded them. Same thing them. in the comics as well. Yeah. Um. Yes. So, Lamplighter. But with Lamplighter being gone, that gives space to a new person that's able to light up the skies. Introducing Annie January, A.K.A. Starlight, played by Aaron Moriarty, who I remember from Jessica Jones season one. She played Hope Slotman. Uh, the she's a
1: radio jockey.
0: No, okay. she's the. Oh no, Hope. She's the... the young, impressionable girl that is uh, first hooked on to Kilgrave. Yes, yeah, yes, so, so, so. and so she's she's the person they're trying to save the whole first season, and the um, neighbor from Jessica Jones is Starlight's agent. In this, the Wait. annoying neighbor that was upstairs with her brother. That yeah,
1: like, the, the the heroin junk, the, not the brother, the the girl of the heroin junkie couple, right? It was the sister that dies and the brother that kept looking for the other way
0: around. Oh, you no! Know, it was the dies. brother
1: that dies and the sister couldn't find him anymore. Right, and she and she,
0: like, she, she had to she threw his uh, charger into the water because like it was supposed to be something. But yeah, she was annoying on that. She's annoying in I this, but was, she I was good think. annoying in this. How no, She was amazing about...
1: in this. She was amazing in this.
0: With uh, Annie January, Erin Moriarty, you got a light-emitting superhero and newest member of the Seven. Unlike many other superpowered individuals, Annie is genuine in her efforts. She wants to help people. Uh, Annie's mom serves as a typical stage mom, bringing Annie to superhero conventions and Christian events, hoping to increase Annie's chances of joining a prominent team like the Seven.
1: Problem with this is I still have I Tanya very familiar in my head. Is
0: she and I Tanya? Well, it's oh. it, <laughs> the
1: thing. Was is. It's that classic. Um, same for uh, they're both ice skating movies. but Same for like the the ice princess or some shit like that. It was, um, that that overbearing mother that wants to have the daughter live their dream for oh, okay. them, so they keep pushing them to these recitals well, that's and what I dance said
0: stage mom. That's is exactly what stage yeah, mom is. right? Like, like
1: so. It's like seeing like a lot of those stage mom like shows, like characters so close together with the boys. It's just like oh, not another one of these Alice and Jenny ones. Like,
0: how do you feel about? Um, Aaron's portrayal of Starlight. Okay, straight up,
1: I, it wasn't in the comics where you get like this whole like uh, audition to become part of the Seven. But I really genuinely loved the audition. I felt it was like good exposition without becoming forced, because it gives a chance to like like explain who this new character is, but in like a genuine way. So I was a big fan of that. And oh god, she was actually um, what was it? I think it was in the comics like Cherry issue, like the issue Cherry part one she was sexually harassed by uh Homelander and A-Train and Black Noir and it was it was really uncomfortable to read like it was truly just cuz she automatically Homelander's like yeah I'm just going to pull my junk out and she thinks she's being saved when A-Train and Black Noir walk into the room like she she thinks like he's like under some sort of like spell or it's like a chameleon that stole his body some like invasion of the body snatcher type thing but it wasn't that. It was just like, nope, we're just all three of us just going to sexually harass you because, you know, if you want to be a part of the team, well, this is how you join the team. But in the show, it was it was the deep. And his excuse was, well, you had a crush on me. So I figured I, I read the situation wrong.
0: Do you prefer one or the other?
1: I prefer, I prefer the, the way the show went as opposed to the way the comic book went because yeah. it's like I don't want to see... Or have the implications that this girl has to give now a three-man
0: blowjob. They've also... They've also, um, like, I felt like in the uh, comic, they go to great lengths to almost portray everyone as being, like, sex-crazed. Dude, the comic is completely,
1: like, sex-crazed.
0: And so, um, in that narrative, it fits that the three of them would feel that way. But in the narrative of um the deep doesn't ever really know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like his emotional intelligence isn't great. If that makes sense. No, it does, yeah. Um, that he would read that wrong. The same way, like later on when um uh Stillwell's dealing with the, the transatlantic flight, he walks in and he's like, I got some ideas. And she's like, uh what? like what are you doing? Like, uh hurry it up. You know what? Stick to your strengths. Well, see,
1: this <laughs> is what was sad about it, is cause when when I first watched that ep- that the, the episode where she like gets sexually harassed by the deep, I'm not gonna lie, I read the situation wrong too. Because the second she's like, well, actually, I kind of had a crush, I crush on you, and she had like lip biting look on her face, I'm like, oh wait, are they about to have like sex right now? Is she about to screw him? And then it does the cut where he has his pants off and she gets freaked out. I'm like, okay,
0: so I guess I'm just as bad as the deep because I thought there was about to be an actual... But even if you felt that way, you wouldn't take off your
1: pants. No, no, I I wouldn't. I'm not saying that I'm sexually harassing anybody. Yeah, no, I'm not saying I'm going to sexually harass anybody. I'm just saying I read the the scene wrong. I thought the scene was going to lead into a sex scene, but it led into a sexual harassment scene. It's like, okay, so I'm in the deep position of
0: I read the whole situation you, you, wrong. Yeah, if you only knew how many guys sex scenes end up into sex. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, you were right. Um, in the comics, what happens to start like was actually worse. Because, way worse. Yeah, uh, like you said Homelander, A Train, and Black Noir all pressured her into. It was sex. just the
1: worst part was the way that when when the two walked in, she felt that relief of safety. She's like, oh my As god. As a matter of fact, the only god, person god, not to do here. it was
0: the deep. Yeah. (laughs) The Deep and Phil from Mars or whatever. Phil from Pluto or something. Oh. Something from Jupiter? John from Jupiter? Something like that. I think it was John from Jupiter. They have like a Martian Manhunter-esque character in the comics, which was replaced by Translucent here.
1: Um, So I thought that was pretty Well, I'm glad that I – as as little as I got him for, I really greatly enjoyed Translucent scenes. I don't know what it was about it. It was just I felt like this was the tone that the boys was trying to sell me on where well, you have an actual superhero locked up by by human vigilantes. like Yeah, let's
0: talk about that. Because the tone in the comic book, I felt like, was a, even darker and more gratuitous than the series. Because um, it was originally published under Wildstorm, but they were so concerned, DC was, about the content of everything, that they ended up having to kind of move it over. To, well, I mean, uh, before
1: it went and lost under Wildstorm, they did have the whole brothel thing and, like... Yeah. The, all that sex and the violence and, and yes. so I can see why they would be like uh, you know what let's just turn this series take off take a little
0: break from this and so the rest of the series takes place or uh, uh, you know grows on dynamite comics uh, as part of dynamite comics um, yeah and so I feel like the sh- comic makes a point to be like no one is clean cut no one is innocent in any of this but I feel like the show, there are definitely, like, Maeve, you feel like she's a genuinely good person who got twisted. Um, you feel ways about Huey, you know, you feel like he's genuinely good and stuff like that. I don't feel like the show's as pessimistic as the comic. No, definitely not, no.
1: Because even, so they, even yeah. in the comic, Huey's not an all-around good guy. Right. Like, depending on your perspective, he would not be an all-around good guy.
0: And and Billy. Like you said uh, earlier and, and off air, Bi- Billy is a constant uh, source of drama and lying. Everywhere he goes, and, chaos
1: follows. Man, it's and crazy. he doesn't
0: really care because, as shown, there's an instance in the show right where they're like, "Oh, we got you. We'll do everything we can to help you. We'll we'll supply you, and all that." But you're gonna give me home, landa? I'm sorry, you can't do that. Well, well then, then yeah, like yeah. Whoa, 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 buddy. <laughs> yeah. Did you ask everybody else? That's that scene where he's like, did she Did she really say like...
1: You can have all of this if you just leave Homelander alone. Yeah,
0: yeah, like, yeah.
1: yeah no. So, wait, well, Mother's Milk has been saying that since like the, the introduction of that character. on the show. It's like, Homelander, yeah. he's, he's like, yo, you... are oh. Becca, ain't it? He's like, why are, we gonna, why are we gonna sit here through the formalities? We all know that I'm gonna ask you, you're good. You're gonna, you're gonna say some bullshit lie and I'm not gonna care. And I'm like, yo, this is just, this is too much for me to handle right now. And they
0: feel like friends who've known each other for a while.
1: Yep. Oh, God.
0: Um, yeah. The so, sex
1: and the violence. It's so great. So, let's
0: go to the boys then.
1: Let's I get... We, yeah, I let's, we, I let's, we, let's, let's
0: get on to the boys. Because we covered B-
1: Billy. We covered Huey. But let's get to the boys. Let's talk about Marvin Mother's Milk.
0: Is your name really Mother's Milk?
1: Yeah, my mother really named me Mother's Milk. <laughs> Do you know the reason behind
0: that? I don't think I got there okay, yet. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. I guess it might be spoilers, but I'll explain it in a second. Ah, so um, I, I need to no, know in a so, sense. So, um... Mother's Milk is an imposing member of the boys. He continuously promises to leave the group for the safety of his family. Which he does a lot in the show, too. And because of frequent... No, this is of of the show. And because of frequent clashes with Frenchie, but finds himself lured back by Butcher. Um, I can't handle that French motherfucker. (laughs) I love this actor. Oh, I love this actor, Laz Alonso, I think he's amazing. Yo, he's great. I was watching some of the episodes with my girlfriend, and I I tell her, I'm like, that's me. That's (laughs) me with my boys going... All right, honey. Don't worry. No, I'm going to. That's gonna, literally you leaving gonna, yeah, to go to leave the room for a second to go have you know a little, what, little be, of conversation. To be like, no, don't worry. We'll, we'll rent that movie. And I'll, get, I'll bring i like, the oh, popcorn. oh, I forgot
1: to marinate the tilapia. Don't worry. Listen, we're going to go to Enzo's. You we're going to get some that, steak. We're going to have some, lo- that wine you and like. And then
0: he's like doing the whole, and then turning around like, you know what, shut up. Because <laughs> like, oh, yeah,
1: nice, he's like, yeah, you too. All right, hold on. Alright, you know what? I love you, man. And they're all just and then, laughing. Billy's
0: like, How's how's your girlfriend? He's she's like, Oh, he's, she's great. She spits every time she spits to the ground every time your name comes up. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah. I, and I yeah, though, first it.
1: time they introduce her character, she slaps this shit out of
0: Billy in, right in the face. Yeah, I mean, at least she's uh consistent. at least it's,
1: exactly, at least it's consistent.
0: At least she's consistent. Um, I thought Laz Alonzo playing Mother's Milk was incredibly smooth. Uh, when he needed to up, it was up, very Luke
1: Cage-y, Cagey to me in a sense, really? especially the, the when they first introduced him and he's like he's um a warden or whatever or like a counselor at a correctional facility. Yeah, and one of the the guys he's went a, to say, I,
0: it. Feels like more of a like um like community. Yeah, he's like kind one of thing.
1: Yeah, like have you seen American like History X, like leader. how the teacher would go to like jail to like teach the people, like something or like, lean on me. <laughs> yeah, like, something like that. But um. What, I, what got me the Luke Cage vibes was when two of the inmates went to say the N-word, and he like looks at them, yeah. and they stopped, and like, uh, brothers, uh, yeah. fellow brothers, I'm like, oh, that's very Luke cage because Luke Cage
0: hated that word. All right, you ready to get the mystery uh, ex- exploded upon? All right, I need this mystery. So, spoiler alert for the comics for the next 30 seconds for Mother's Milk. We learned that M.M. is the only team member that has had powers since birth. His mother worked at a factory contaminated with compound V, and uh, M.M. was born with super strength, but also a birth defect that requires him to regularly drink his mother's breast. God damn it. Thank God they didn't put that in the Amazon show. But the thing is, his name is Mother's Milk. They call- that's his name. They are calling him Mother's Milk. That's- what are we supposed to take from that? What are we supposed to gleam? Um... That? Is it all a joke? Are they I all guess, telling? Are they guess, playing a joke on Huey? Maybe or does it end up becoming that mother's milk oh, is? Well, maybe it's a
1: season. Maybe it would be a season two thing. I would enjoy it for it to be a season two thing. I think that'd be dope.
0: I think later on, if in, 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 uh, if you were to continue the series of the boys, he goes like back to his mother with his goatee, six, three, <laughs> and take <laughs> some of his mother's milk. Oh my god! Like
1: mom, you. St- Mom, at at 80 years old, are you still pumping?
0: I also think that, like, if I can remember correctly, they're huge because they're, like, full of Compound B. Oh, Lord have mercy. It's it's a whole
1: thing. She'll be—I don't even want to get into that. So
0: what would you like about our boy Mother's Milk?
1: What I liked about him was, like, he was—I felt like he was the—in a sense, the audience— He was the one that had his feet firmly planted on the ground for the audience to say, like, okay, now reality's getting a little bit too fucked. Let's let's remember that this is not who we want to be or these are not the lessons that we want to take. Like every time Huey was getting more deep and deep and deep into Butcher's ways, mother's milk was there to say, Listen, things come at a price. He was almost
0: like the mom, right? Like if Butcher was the dad, he He would almost always come back in and be like Listen, man. Like, you don't want to do that. Yeah, and he really no. Oh, he does it with that calm
1: voice. Like, listen, bro. Everything has a price. What about
0: that smooth uh, Wi-Fi uh, thing with Popclaw? Yo, that when whole... he comes in, he's like, "We got the work order right here. Like, what you need, girl? Like, yeah, we here to fix your internet." <laughs> what you I, I what crazy? I liked
1: was was um visually like he he spotted the the heroin kit when they first went into the house because they even like my second time note watching the show I noticed that the camera lingered on where the Compound V was stored. Like, when Huey was sitting at the computer and he was look, staring at, like, the wallpaper, they did a little cut to, like, under the TV and you see the that whole, like, um kit the, thing right the there. The heroin kit, yeah. Yeah, and, he know- and that's when I'm like, oh, crap, they really...
0: That was one of those instances where I was like... Am I supposed to know it? No, like. yeah, that's what it was. We're
1: supposed to remember. Are we supposed to know it? Whenever,
0: Yeah, whenever you see someone...
1: I always say that to myself. Whenever the camera is pointing on an object, you're supposed to pay attention to that But object. I didn't know
0: what it was. You couldn't tell what it was. No, you, could, off, no you
1: couldn't tell what it was. What it was is it, it just looked like
0: a book. Like it was a, a I had not book. seen Ray enough times to recognize what a heroin kid looked like.
1: <laughs> My God. What, you didn't watch Little Miss Sunshine enough times to recognize a heroin is
0: They say a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh. Let's talk about Frenchie, played by Tomer Kapa. My favorite of the boys. My favorite of the the boys. boys, And immersively skilled with munitions, ordnance, infiltration, and communication. Frenchie has a tendency not to follow the team's plans, which puts him in repeated conflicts with mother's milk. Um, In the comics, they show that him and Kamiko have a bond. Yeah, see no. Him Iran and the here? him and
1: the female have like an actual
0: yeah. We bond. see that they. She's the only one that he listens to, but he is literally a hopeless romantic. Well, he falls in love with her in the show, and like even when he, he talks her. about like his kills, he has a romantic. I was bringing,
1: I was bringing that up. I was waiting to be able to bring that up. Yo, when he. Fucking trips out on LSD and MDMA, and he tells Huey about his first oh, what, kill. What he
0: called that a juice? He called it a it's like a it was, name like, a for sw- it. It was like a switch or something. Juice swap or something
1: like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Sugar like swap
0: or something. Like half that.
1: MDMA, half LSD, and he takes two of them because the one he that Huey said no to,
0: he takes it. So and the thing two. is, in the comics, he takes all that shit.
1: No, yeah, he continually does drugs and in the comics. I don't know
0: if you remember in the show when they found when they first find Compound V, he's like there's no way to test it unless uh, one of us uh, were to take yeah, it. And he was
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And I'm thinking
0: to myself, like, yo, he's just ready to be on it. You know what my favorite part of Frenchie was? Cherie. That chick? Oh, that yo, the the, team, the, the the one that was down with him. Yo, them? she was lit as hell. She's like, he's like, uh, yo, listen, we're burned. Yeah, he's like, wait, which one did they find? If they found me, all of them. Yo, <laughs> yep, Yup. I was like, girl,
1: and she's that's like, a in his
0: face. It's like a whole thing. Oh, like, oh yeah, when
1: she meets Huey for the first time and she's just like, cause she was cause she was high. Yeah. She was on like ecstasy. So <laughs> she saw this. She sees Billy and Billy got a beard. She sees Huey with the smooth face. She's like, Oh no, this is gonna help my sensory.
0: Is Mother's Milk right in judging Frenchie for not being able to follow through with plans? Because we, we go Frenchie's on so many drugs. How is he gonna follow the plans? I mean, that's the point. Would you be on a team with somebody with that many drugs? No. So no, is Mother that's Milk, why no is Mother one Milk took right in being like. Yeah, I that's don't why, why that.
1: no one took Klaus seriously in um, Umbrella Academy okay. because uh, Klaus, every time like Klaus was in that like situation where shit was about to go down, they're like, "Just go over there. You're too high for this. You're not gonna be able to help us." Like, yeah. So that's the problem. Like when you're too hopped up, no one's gonna want you on their back.
0: My favorite Frenchie moment is his ice cream speech to Mother's Milk, where he's like. I see what you do. You take uh, some ice cream and you eat some from this side, but then you have to eat from the other side side because it's not perfect. And then, oh, what happens? You eat the whole tub, yeah. You you come to the realization that you're going to have to eat the whole ice cream because... You don't like things that don't work or whatever. That I just
1: love the way he was describing the kill to Huey where he's like, I've never seen this girl. Like Louis Vuitton skirt, pencil neck her blouse. Nails her nails had dirt. Yeah, but her nails had dirt under this. So her fingers had calluses. I am like, what is this? I don't understand. What is this? I still think about that girl from time to time. She was the first person I ever killed. I'm like, wait a minute, what? I
0: thought you were about to tell me the first girl you ever fell in love with. The first, per- But why did you kill? I, that's what did I, that's- he kill his own father too? Yeah, Are you going like a whole thing about killing his own father
1: because his father because his father was bipolar and well, every night he would tried to like smother him with a Hello Kitty pillow. <laughs>
0: Fucking ridiculous. But um, I don't. The actor is Israeli. How do you think he played a uh, Frenchman? I because thought- I was worried it was gonna be all ha 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 striped shirts. And, you know what it was? And and was before <laughs> I found out that he
1: was actually French. Like when I listened to his dialogue the very first time I watched the show, I thought he was Spanish. Okay. I thought he was straight up some some sort of Spanish, and then when they actually give him dialogue, he's I'm like, endearing. "Oh no, he's
0: French." He's charming. He's endearing. You he, want to be his friend.
1: He is the man. Like I like how they like um just how he is with each of them in a sense. Like when he's on the on his own with everyone, you see the different kind of tone of friendship. With Huey, it's like let me like treat you like you're a deer, just mm. very calmly with Billy he's like listen motherfucker i'm going to kill you he puts Sandy a gun with mother's
0: milk with mother's milk, well, with he's, mother's like, milk he's oh okay. well, the <laughs> thing he's always
1: conf- he, he's always like debatably confrontational with with mother's milk like when okay. like when mm M- had the conversation with his wife where he's like yeah you know i'm going to come home we're going to we're going to go to k jewelers when payday comes in he's like did you know that uh john paul Saville said marriage is like crap and all that he's like yeah did you know john paul Saville also died broke with his girlfriend cheating on him. I'm like, oh my God, this is great. But now that we've
0: talked about both of them, how do you feel about those two meeting again? That knife battle, uh, the knife standoff inside the truck. Oh my
1: God, inside the... Can we not do this inside of a truck? <laughs> the
0: can truck.
1: we not do this inside of a truck? And you even have, like, Frenchie with this... With both of... Oh my God, with both of his uh, knives in his hand, just ready to just kill him. But then again, he had a snub nose to Billy's uh, jaw when he yeah. saw a Translucent yeah. in the trunk of the car. But,
0: but um Frenchie wasn't scared of mother's milk. Frenchie ain't scared of nobody. Frenchie
1: is the kinda, man. ain't
0: scared of nobody. I'll put, I'll put that Dude, he too. wasn't
1: even afraid of the woman, of the female. He was the only one that yeah. was literally trying to go up, like, when they finally capture her and bring her back to the compound, uh, to the hideout.
0: Well, he talk. made her food. Let's talk about her. The female, Kamiko, played by Karen <laughs> Fukuhara. If oh. I'm not mistaken, this is um, Katana.
1: She is Katana. I see it in her face. She is Katana. That's Katana. Yep. Her, soul, her blade catches the soul of people with <laughs> cuts. <laughs> That's all you need to know about it for the rest of the movie. If
0: I was better at audio, I just would have put that audio clip in there. But listen,
1: one day we're gonna get so good at the editing that we're gonna be able to put audio references. She's a
0: mute and superhuman member of the Boys with the power of regenerative healing, along with the enhanced strength and durability. In the comics, um, she was a child when she took on the Compound V. In this, she was a soldier that they. She was a soldier uh, in the
1: army, and she was trying to like rescue her brother. Yeah, trying to like save her brother or something.
0: Yeah, they go to that. That's the thing. They flesh out things in the in in the series that they never even tried to in the comics. So like, no, in the comics they left it all like
1: open ended for you. Like this is all mystery. Everybody's just a mystery. Just follow the mystery.
0: Yeah, because as a baby, the female in the comics accidentally ate some Compound V and became the most dangerous of the boys, um, and no one could understand her but Frenchie. But in the series, they say that she was a child soldier who was injected with Compound V uh, by her like other guerrilla compatriots or whatever. And she becomes a byproduct of Vought's plan to create supervillains. You have supervillains, you need superheroes. You need superheroes, you need contracts. And so, Basically. they are hoping to create... What do you think about that whole thing with Stillwell, Homelander, um, the jihadist supervillains? Uh, well, that's super what villains. they showed it
1: in, the- in episode 7. Yeah. Where you finally see it all come to fruition, what Vaught's been trying to sell since the first episode. It's... Uh, the Israelis or the Iraqis, like they had that one guy that was like his skin like turned into fire or whatever like that. Like yes. I think it's like he's like the human torch, yeah. and he's it just almost like... almost
0: kind of reminds me of that scene. This is to tell you the truth, a lot of these things were dealt with in Iron Man too, but it, it yeah. feels like that scene of where they're showing the other Iron Men in other countries.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, They're
0: like, yeah, they're like by well, the way, I kind
1: of I did kind of like the way like um their their uh Defense Department in Vought was basically like um the the God's eye in, in Fast and the Furious where oh, you yeah. like they have like one Bluetooth that's just connected to every everything. single computer all wow. around. So where they even said it like we have better intel than the police. So it's like so they see everything. So that's when um still well noticed. Wait, what's this? Oh my God, we have a soup they have villain that's when you realize it's homeland. It's not even under still it's Homelander who's literally giving compound V to A train to bring it across the country. To make villains so that she could be able to get her defense contract. And you see that he is, Homelander is very like ambitious with the I'm trying to impress you, I'm trying to impress you, I'm trying to impress you. Where even my girlfriend started getting uncomfortable towards halfway through the first season with that relationship between Stilwell and Homelander. And
0: Homelander. Because Homelander obviously has a bit of arrested development. <laughs> a, uh, lot. A, lo- um, a lot. A lot. He feels like a child. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and I was like, I notice he makes a lot of childlike faces, like pouts. He does and, pout a and, lot. Uh, and, and tantrums. And, like, I don't want to read this fucking speech. Why is the fucking blanket on the bed? I don't want to fucking... There's always an issue with him. There's always something whatever. And it's not really that that's bothering him. It's something bigger, but he needs to talk to mommy about it.
1: What's creepy about it is, like, he's always spying on Stillwell. but what's what what's double creepy is like he's staring at his own poster, but staring through the wall. Yeah. So you always catch him just standing with and, his hand behind his back, staring and at his also poster. That
0: also is like thematic is the idea that yeah, it's behind, very thematic. Behind Homelander is Stillwell. You understand? Know like, through it just... through Homelander is well. and he feels that. And I think up until the ending, he really felt like. She was him. Well, throughout, there was too much
1: implying that Homelander wanted to kill a baby and just suck on that woman's titties. Did Homelander like, want to kill that baby? He definitely wanted to kill okay. that baby. I just
0: wanted to ask. I just wanted, uh, I just wanted oh, to just Oh, we got to call, because we'll, cause we'll get the there. <laughs> we'll We'll get
1: there, but he definitely wanted to kill that baby.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So, we got the seven. We got the female. Uh, we talked about the tone a little bit. Let's talk about what's been going on in here. Let's talk a little bit about Huey's revenge. Um... And meaning Billy Butcher, those things went hand in hand. He was already ready to take down Adrian, right? Yeah, well, I liked I liked Robin's death
1: more in the show than I did I not
0: like the trope of dead Robin showing up after the fact.
1: Oh, I hate that trope. I, I hate, hate that it. ghost of girlfriends. It
0: works sometimes, and it should work more for people who are drunk or drink. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: Like, yeah, but to, to always have like your 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 dead significant other in the corner while you're trying while to you're actually trying to live a, your
0: life, a, a, a corn dog. Like, come on, bro.
1: Yeah, but on, the thing Robin. is that they always put them when the when the person that lost a significant other is on a date with somebody else. So that's supposed to be symbolically your brain not knowing if you're ready to move on. Like I'm tired. Ty-
0: date I'm, anyone but me.
1: I'm tired of it. I'm Whoa. tired of it. Listen, seven point eight billion people in the world. I'm gonna stay hung up on one person. Stop it. But yeah, I didn't like Robin's death in the in the in the comic. Where It was basically uh, a train threw a villain no, into a bigger, the. Wall. It
0: was a bigger dude. I think that dude was a hero as well.
1: Was it a hero? I I just know that like, he threw I think the hero somebody. Got
0: thrown into. In. Yeah,
1: the hero got thrown into the wall, he and Robin, Robin was, and there. Robin was yeah, there. Yeah, she like yeah. splattered like. And but it was still cool because in the comic and in the show, Huey still is holding onto her severed forearms. Like he's still holding onto her by the hands. So yeah. that's pretty freaking funny.
0: Yeah, I mean, and horrific.
1: But Horrifically the, funny. But it
0: it put him right there in the midst of of everything Billy wanted, right? Like, he was primed for all that, it felt like. And so, it brings us into the translucent problem. with Now they have a soup, they don't know how to kill him. They end up finding out that you could put a bomb in him and blow him up from the inside well, out. Well,
1: I do like that whole, like, um... Figuring out that that Translucent's just like a turtle, that yeah. his outside may be hard, but his inside's still like everything else.
0: I'm actually surprised it all kept in. It all exploded outwards, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it would've, like, been more contained, but I guess... Dude, if you go back and watch the explosion, you see his hands and feet actually, like... spread. Out. Yeah, like, like, you see, like, you see, like, an arm fall from, like, the ceiling and, like... But, yo, the use of blood in this show... Is freaking phenomenal. Like, yeah, it is. It's one of the few shows that I can say in a long time
0: actually do realistic blood. But the thing is, you read that comic, bro. I made you read it. It's gratuitous as hell. Yeah. But like what, what I'm on saying the, is like, blood on the walls. it's not the
1: amount of blood or seeing the blood in general. It's What I'm saying is like, most shows, they don't treat blood realistically. So when you get that like dark crimson color and the blood is like literally stained everywhere all over your face, not just like, Falling like if it's juice that's hitting your body, that's actually really like I gotta give you credit, like to the prop department for like actually being able to give realistic. You talking about that blood.
0: whole like cutting off the head in kill bill kind of,
1: yeah, like, like that thing, right? Especially like when when blood is like really like pink, more pinkish, and it's just falling like rainwater. I'm not a fan of that, but this was like. Huey was covered in a lot of blood in this show. Yeah, he was. Poor Huey was covered in so much blood.
0: But Huey he ends up taking out translucent. He ends up killing his first soup. He ends up killing his first person. I want to say. No, he ends you up know, killing
1: for the, his first kill.
0: His, first his very kill, first kill and that changes his life. Uh, but this was all for Robin. All of this was for Robin. At one point, Mother's Milk's like, "You're gonna end up paying." Like, understand the mission that you're taking because you're gonna end up paying a lot of. Well, lot I remember that he
1: he told he told Mother's Milk he's like, "Listen, whatever the price is, I will pay it." And then something bad happened where uh, Popclaw uh sit kills her landlord by Cunelingus. Can talk about that for a little bit? Sitting on on the face and Mother's Milk looks at Huey and he's like, Hey, any price you said you'd pay it, right? Well there's your price. Yeah. So fucking pay. Yeah. Let's let's talk about Popclaw. Let's
0: talk about Popclaw. Because I feel bit. like
1: she was like very used properly in the show, like more than she could have been in the, in the comics.
0: So we hear that Popclaw was a member of a lesser team, than like a, a D, D team. team. Yeah. And when you talk about D teams, literally, if you read any comics, we're talking about like if you consider X Men and Avengers, A team. Than literally X Force or Young Guardians Avengers Guardians would even
1: be like or a C- you B- Yeah, you're literally
0: any other team is
1: considered. She would be like the Nebula of Guardians. The Teen Titans. You know oh saying? yeah, All there you go. Stuff. All that stuff. Or the even on X Men itself, she would probably because like the you, Thunderbolts, you could you could say that X Men in a sense has its own sub factions in it where you have your main X Men that you always see, but then even As I said, X Factor. Oh X Factor, there you go, X Factor.
0: You know X Factor, X Force, any of this kind of stuff. So. She's <laughs> she's on a lesser known team, and she gets with the hotshot known as A Train. And uh, Yeah, they get together, but um she's already a heroin junkie,
1: right? Am I getting that? Was wrong? It, no? That's that's also in the comic that she's all she's
0: she's she already been a heroin yeah. junkie. Meanwhile, um we find out that all the superheroes in the world are created by a compound that has that been was the called sickest compound
1: B. I found that to be the sickest twist of the show for me. It's like, wait a a minute. All manufacturers. Are you telling me that what they do is Vaught sends Compound V injections
0: to every hospital throughout the country Along with thirty-five hospitals, I was doing yeah since nineteen seventy-one.
1: And what it is is they said I think it's they send like one Compound V vial with every four vaccinations. So every time a child is being vaccinated, it's a lottery draw. It's either going to be a lottery drawing or they will come up to the parent and say, "Like, listen, we will pay you." Because they did with Starlight, yeah, they paid Starlight's parents like thirty-five thousand dollars at the time to inject the baby with Compound V instead of vaccinations. So to find out that. Even in this world, they managed to make superheroes more realistic in a sense because you can find studies of um, performance-enhancing drugs that actually make you be able to boost your adrenaline to lift a car. Right. So you can find realistic ways to spin the Compound V to be in the real world. So to even make superheroes not actually superheroes I mean, think about it. What if if
0: Japan had randomly figured out how to lengthen life? I think that's what Russia was trying to do in the 80s. Like, what, what would, super what, what, what would our stuff. country do? Our country would demand that same technology. Exactly. It, or else we're just going to be on the outs. The thing
1: is, our government would probably go to China and say, listen, we will <laughs> pay you. Yeah, it's it. either we're going
0: to take it by force we or we're going gonna... to... Or something. Which is what, you know, that's how you end up getting kind of shoddy heroes and, and stuff like that. Um, how do you feel about the whole pop crawl dating A-Train? A-Train does not want to publicly... You know, out I, I, I
1: knew he. I knew it was him that, that didn't want to publicly say like, "I'm dating a heroin junkie." Like, you think it's the heroin junkie thing of it? I think
0: it was the image. I thought it was more the bartender thing of it, where a bartender has to seem um, available to all her.
1: Oh no, that that probably did like what well, that probably guess. was an insecurity thing for himself, but also like what made me think of like his image is what it, no matter what he has to what he wants to do, he has to go to still. Well, he has to go to that um. The other uh, publicist lady, he has to tell them that this is the decision that I want to make. And they'll say, well, listen, right now, the fans are really trending on the whole single thing. So if we can keep you single in the public eye for a while, we could probably get you uh, a contract on a TV show or something. So that could probably be another reason why it's like, you know what, I'm just going to stay single in the public image. And it kind of did put a toll on Popclar herself because... All that not being able to be outed with the relationship with A Train kind of made her like do more Compound V.
0: Yeah, so it turns out that she was aware that the, that A Train was taking Compound V by a noodle house over like in Chinatown or whatever, and so um, she she out of anger takes some Compound V, ends up cheating on A Train, but killing the man that she cheats with by accident. The issue is the boys had cameras in there, so they used that to blackmail her to find out where the compound B is coming yeah, that's from.
1: that's what's so sick about what we talk about Billy doing whatever it takes to uh, to get to his task. He allowed a guy to die knowing he can.
0: Ah, uh, nah, I'm with Billy on that one. I was going to ask you what you said on that one. Oh, because do
1: you think you can run upstairs and th- save him in 30 it. seconds? Like, really,
0: like, you're really about to do that right now? Right now, right now? He ain't to I do don't.
1: It. I maybe because of TV show wise, it would have been 35 seconds. But in real, if, if you want to go reaching for the top shelf on that one, it probably would have been realistically another two three minutes before the guy would have died. But
0: I don't know. I think that there could two or three been... minutes. But you know how have you ever run for a bus for two three minutes? It, yeah, you won't get you'll get right there on the cutoff, and then it's over. It's over. By the time the light turns green, you know. And that had he gonna... done that, he would have blew the whole lid off of everything. The poor guy died. It's it's so
1: messed up that a, that the poor landlord had to die.
0: Well, he wasn't the only one who died. Let's talk about how A-Train handled the popclaw situation. Oh my so god. god, that kind of pissed out- me off
1: because he kept going to Huey like, "What did I do to you for you to try and kill my girl? Like you killed my girl. You killed my girl. That was that
0: whole." Do you believe that A-Train loved Popcross?
1: No. Oh, I, I
0: kind of think he might have died. He might have.
1: I I I think that there's a difference between love and comfortability.
0: I wouldn't like love and lust kind of, yeah,
1: yeah, like, like I, I, like I love the idea of being in a relationship. I'm comfortable with who you are in this relationship, but I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't kill my girl. At least not in the most messed up way, where he puts four syringes
0: of heroin in her arms. Don't get it twisted, though. This all happened after Homelander was tipped off to everything. Yeah, but I don't think he. So I, I really believe that A Train was like, it's either you or me.
1: Well, Homelander did threaten him. He did threaten him. You know, so it's there like, was that scene where he, yeah, hugged so where like, he was and he him and then he comes
0: back. He's like, so, and he's like, heroin overdose. Um, oh, it's a shame. You know, <laughs> like he does that whole so thing. So it was
1: no matter what, hey, uh, a, Homelander could have killed them both and just said, "Fuck it." He
0: would have killed them both to to make sure they didn't have no issues. And he would so probably put, "I he- make sure that you, uh, we don't have no issues, or you go and you end that." And make sure we don't have any issues.
1: So it's and like it's, I love you, but I don't love you enough to for us both to die. One of us has to die. Basically, that's a
0: cruel world, man. But you've seen how how uh, motivated Atrien is, and, and how much that me. fear of being uh eclipsed by another hero comes to him. Shockwave is the one. That he Shockwave races, races again. So Atrien races against Shockwave, and Shockwave this.
1: literally looks like a zoom. Yeah, like he literally looks like a reverse flash with and the, the orange, yellow and the orange. Blue, yeah, blue,
0: orange. Um, you know, they you see these people get shoe deals. Oh, wow, I never
1: even noticed that technically, yeah, they are contrast, they're, they're contrasting colors. A-Train's blue and Shockwave is orange. That's pretty sick.
0: And you see they get shoe deals?
1: Nike, they open up, yeah. Uh, they
0: open up entire arenas for them to race. And it's also the kind of stuff that Homelander thinks that he's above. But has to go to, which makes you think of any celebrity ever in any situation. Oh yeah, no,
1: I love that line with Queen Mae where she's like, just cut the bullshit to the part where you already show up.
0: No, I liked um Ha <laughs> Alright guys. I'm yeah. Blue. You fucking but, cocksuckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Oh, you like, cocksuckers. I was like, Wow, we there? We we fully there. Um and all, we've talked about, like, the, the, the comparisons, the obvious comparisons that you can make to athleticism and super athletes. But I think it obviously goes in the same thing with um, celebrity in general, right? Yeah, no, you're right. I think that the super celebrity is looked at sometimes to be the beacon, right? To go out there and, you know, speak the truth or whatever. But everything that they say, everything they do is measured because you're not by yourself you have agents and you're part of a company everything that you do Once has you have been a publicist, vetted, that's it has been vetted spoken for reread retyped spell checked <laughs> grammar checked
1: well it's the, it's the Rusev uh, dilemma where Rusev went on the tv on a talk show and started giving out WWE spoilers and they took him off the the match
0: We don't, we don't, need, we don't need any of that you got to be helping the narrative and that's the thing that narrative is the seven are unstoppable but guess what happens when Translucent disappears now we gotta figure out what the hell is going on. Uh and I like how they're like I like how they're like trying to come up with like, well, we sent them in a mission somewhere that we can't say. And what I like with What, you Landers, think about the, what do you think about the marketing aspect of all this? From from uh trying to excuse away translucent disappearance all the way to Starlight's outfit. It's
1: honestly, uh thank God like you brought it all the way to the Starlight's outfit part because that's actually the scene where I hit you up off airway, um, where I was like, even the most subtle and not quote unquote not so bad scenes are still uncomfortable. That was uncomfortable for me because you just see like these these two like uh publicist guys sitting down and like listen you you are great with the kids, you are great with 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 the the modern families in, in Iowa like little Iowa girl like you struggling coming up and doing her own thing like they're really pitching actual." Like what people, the character people have to play for, like either either in wrestling or like just acting or just the image you have to portray for the fan base. It's and I was just cringing at like how real it was.
0: My, we really like I think I'm kind of lewd and I'm kind of a jerk. I literally like was like, ah, uh, because I know those people exist. The whole like starlight, show us your tits.
1: Oh I God, like, yeah. And the little like girl here, there, like
0: here, like here, right now, really. Well, you know what the worst part For was. Real. You know
1: they were at a Christian rock concert, ra- like that, thing. That wasn't when they
0: were doing it. They were oh, doing that's that, w- that was at the race at the. At, oh, was at, it? At, that was at the, that was it the race? race.
1: Okay, okay. Because that's
0: also when Frenchie's trying to go and get the compound V.
1: Oh yeah, and he's like sneaking into the, really, the really uh, good uh, scene. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that scene was great. Yeah.
0: And Aaron Moriarty, really, really charming. Starlight, Starlight, I got so Starlight many a... Kate Morrow vibes uh, from her. Incredibly. It was unstoppable. Especially, and she does the whole Britta thing of talking through her teeth sometimes. Oh
1: yo, every time not... she her eyes light up and she's like ready to like-Yo, I, I love it.
0: I wasn't happy that we had to see my boy Huey bring her to an orgasm. I wasn't I wasn't happy with that right there. Really? I, I get, I get possessive. Oh, you, you got, got you got possessive. jealous? You
1: got real jealous. Got
0: possessive and I'm like, we can see what they do, but they can't throw it down like me. And then when he throws it down like me, I'm like I feel upset. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh my
1: God, Yo, I'm
0: going home. I'm Yo, going good <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. It's like I right, I'm, <laughs> right, I'm gonna head out. Um but let's talk about Starlight meeting Huey. In the comics, it's almost as pure as in the show. it's just two humans meeting each other and they're on opposite sides of the world. They find out. But there's a genuine like, there's a genuine chemistry. No, yeah, you know what's crazy?
1: um, Jack Quaid and Aaron Moriarty really sold me on the chemistry with each other. Where, like, she was, like, so upset. Like, uh, during the race, where she was just, like, really upset at everything. And he's just like, hey, uh, can I buy you an overpriced beer? And she's like, yeah, if you throw in overpriced nachos. Or, like, when they were talking, and he's just, like, fumbling with his words. And she just looks at him with that cute face. And she's like, so do you want to ask me for my number? And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys actually have, like, Real chemistry, this is, this is pretty cool, but yeah, in the comic as well, I, like I, I do like um, that whole uh, moving on thing for characters, yeah. like, especially when like their main arc is my love of my life died in the first issue, but by the third issue, it's okay, that was a thing that happened to me, but it's not going to be my defining trait, I'm going to move on because they would want me to be a better person. So yeah, like you were saying, with seeing the go- the dead girlfriend in the corner, it's like ah, that's too much for me now. I,
0: I, I don't get it twisted. I don't think that you can just uh, move
1: on quickly. Yeah, yeah go
0: because the way they do it in the show is,
1: uh, ep- by by the time you're at episode four, the racetrack, it's only been like three days yeah. since Robin died. It's only been like three, four days since Robin. Not even a week. The whole show goes down within a week. Like so, it's like yeah, I don't expect him to to like move on quickly like that, but it's like, listen, you can't turn back the hands of time. What are you gonna do? But, but Aaron and, and, uh, what's his fa- uh Aaron and Hugh's relationship is gold to me. It gold. Was cool.
0: It was cool seeing them at the big race. Um, how he was able to, like, get her to, you know, calm down a bit. But then you get to the Believe Expo. Oh Let's my god. Let's talk about the Believe Expo. Let's talk about Ezekiel. Let's talk about Capes for Christ. Let's talk about... <laughs> Fucking hypocrite, Mike. Let's talk about helping your Muslim neighbors by by having the uh, the great power and great responsibility to change them. Yeah, madness, right? Pray Abstinence the gay only. away and all that. Abstinence pray only. Pray the, pray the gay, gay away. away, man. How do you feel about all that? And do you realize that all those things kind of sort of exist in this real world?
1: I said it in the beginning of this podcast. I said, listen, guys, spoiler free. This show is going to trigger everybody. And that this episode literally
0: wanted to trigger everybody. I think all forms of society need to look at a mirror. Yeah, at one point. So I mean, well, no one's untouchable. You could
1: either you could either go like total uh, caricature, like you know, in your face about it as Crash, or you could go entertaining with the boys. So I felt
0: kind of iffy because even some of their fake praise music sounded like real bu- music. Yeah. And I was like, they're kind of on the pulse of this. This is, this is close, man. This is dude,
1: That this dude is Ezekiel. The way he kept talking just reminded me of that Joel. And Osteen how he was type. just talking into riddles. My why do I? Why, why
0: do we believe? Because we do, and that's what gives us power. Because we have faith. It's like, like I know Jesus came down and gave us
1: all the certain power so we could help our brothers and sisters and all that. I'm like, oh my God,
0: stop it. But they even they even had a whole like baptism scene. That's what I'm saying. Between Starlight and everybody else, we end up getting these, these questions of, like, are superheroes human? And I think a lot of the best um, movies and, and television shows show us that they're just well, like now, us. Now, what do we mean by human now? Do well, we... the, there you go. What makes human? A lot of people say human means with faults. To feel, to have emotion. Well, then, not, not only oh, that, fail, but also like, fail. Yeah. Also have flaws. flaws. Behind have fl- And faults and flaws. And the thing is, if they are, then we cannot crucify them for their faults. If superhumans are human, we can't be like, oh, you did. Well, I did that too. Why are they held to a higher standard? But if they're not human, then they get to the uncomfortable homelander levels where they don't even care about humanity. You get to John Osterman levels in Watchmen where they're just ants. I've I've gotten so past the humanity of this that you guys are... I live in a cardboard world where if I touch anything too hard, I might break it, it might rip, or something else like that. So what do you sit on that? With superheroes, are they... Should we be treating them as humans, or should we be treating them as better than humans?
1: I think we should hold them to the standards that we hold our police officers to, that we hold military officers to. It's like, yes, you're human... When that uniform is off and when you're laying in your bed with your wife and you're eating your dinner and watching Family Feud, eat, yes, you're eat, human. You're eating human. your
0: well-done steak with ketchup. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you, know you know the type.
1: You <laughs> know the type. Oh, fucking with the... Hitting the Helms ketchup oh, on a nice my ribeye, God. you bastards. Oh, my God. But you know But, you know, when you don't have your uniform on and when you are John Smith and you go to the store and you smoke your cigarette or you shower, then, yes... We cannot crucify you for not taking out the garbage today when I forgot to take out the garbage yesterday. But when you put on that uniform, you are held to a certain standard to have the responsibility to be above any sort of human fault thinking. Like when okay. you ha- when, you sh- when a cop straps a gun onto his waist, he needs to have the kind of mindset where it's like, I'm only going to use this gun in a case of
0: emergency. So, so, do you think that that should be something that should be subliminal or something that should be um legal? I think it should be legal, like if you're a superhero, should it be your own responsibility to take care of yourself or should there be a now a whole legal sector dealing with no superheroes? no no the, the, where
1: they have the that um the the people in the back with the suit and ties like that that you can't be held responsible for if someone dies in the crossfire of you trying to save the city like yeah, I, I get that because it's the same thing with, with cops. It's messed up, but it, in a sense, I, I guess I get it. But at the same time, you know, t- people you crack you, too many eggs being cracked. Now it's like stop touching the eggs. No, it's like no when yeah. no, it's like if, if you're trying to help me put the groceries inside and you keep dropping all the groceries, it's like okay, I'll do it myself. I'll exactly. do it myself. No, honestly, yeah, no, honestly.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I I wanted to bring up that thing because, like I said. Um, a lot of people are shocked at the flaws of these superheroes, but if they are human, then that should be right there in 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 line with them. Well, but see, we look at them the thing, as Com- higher than that. That's the we thing look that at the boys give us is us. Us.
1: compound V is given to humans. These people aren't born
0: superheroes. Like they 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 are humans. They still have the same. <sighs> you might you might be touching on something interesting. It's the idea that these people have this greatness thrust upon them. Yes, and thus they have to then build their own character to meet that greatness and that's the problem. As opposed to having that greatness in character and then getting the powers like yes. peter parker was a great person then he got powers he melded those two things together and it was We're able to be a great instance,
1: superhero though. no exactly and then when you get the juxtaposition of um can we scientifically bred the perfect superhero you get homelander yeah can can we with our own truth and values the thing is, in american do way do you want
0: to do you want to? What, what does it take to create an unfallible villain? I mean a superhero. You can't. Like you can't create something that's all good because then it can't be all good. Nothing is all good. I think it all has to serve the narrative of who's making it. Because when So you... Vaught just needs a puppet. Exactly. Vaught just needs somebody who's gonna answer to everything that they say. And given the ending of this, Homelander is not that guy. I you, even when he, he finds out statement. what his backstory is, he yeah. makes a statement. He decides that he is not that guy. We said that in the comics, and you know, one of the big things that's revealed throughout the comics in the show is that these superheroes are created. We find out that Homelander was created in a lab, um, and was basically had little to no human contact for the entirety of his life. You know what's crazy is this reminded me a lot of Stranger Things. One, Homelander is basically Eleven i was gonna say Will. Will. No, no. Homelander is ba- they yelled a lot about Will. <laughs> Homelander is
1: basically Eleven, where Eleven was one was a kid that was I, the whole thing with Eleven was um in the '60s they were doing MK Ultras giving like women was that the whole thing with 11? they were get, they were giving pregnant women uh shots to to give um their babies like these supersonic powers super and baby. So when um uh the the baby was born they could do all these scientific experiments on them. That's why you see Eleven and Matthew Modine in that like. Laboratory and shit, and that's basically what Homelander's backstory was. You see him in that room. Oh, no one touches. He had no human connection whatsoever. They they were doing studies on him through the door. Yeah, through the door they were doing the studies on him. That's right. And that's all, he up. That, all he had
0: was that. All he was that blanket there.
1: And what the and what the juxtaposition says is, look what happens when you give a baby Compound V, but you have them raised in that midwestern American mindset. You get Starlight. Yeah. Starlight is the 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 opposite of the Homelander,
0: isn't it? Crazy what a good upbringing can do. Yeah, for real. Exactly. Could you just imagine? Starlight the is Clark the Superman, King, exactly. Steel, which is raised. Well, I
1: mean, Starlight's from Des Moines, girls. Iowa. Well, guess so. what?
0: Starlight's dad, even though he walked out on her, <laughs> he walked out on her, wouldn't have never told her. Yeah, you could let those kids drown. <laughs> 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 and that's the entire point. No, the mother
1: would have. The they, mother would have told to the They kids make it a point
0: to say that Homelander would have been different if raised by actual people. And I think they're trying to make a connection to Superman. Everything that you think of the very worst of Superman you see in Homelander. And so the idea that Superman would stress saving one person when Homelander can't be bothered, I think really makes you um cherish Superman. We take him for granted, bro. We, we, and I think I Homelander do, yeah. really put that on Fun Street, and I'm happy that he did. Because I've been a Superman fan ever since I got into comics. Heavy, Superman's the man. Because of his restraint. Because he could do all the things that Homelander does, but he chooses not to. Even on his worst day, even when he gets pissed off the most, he doesn't just laser everybody's head off. He go, definitely
1: wouldn't have like stopped that situation with uh, the guy doing this, the shooting from the 37th floor. He definitely wouldn't have put his hand through his chest which now if yeah. we're going to talk about they would have came out they would
0: have came out hand in hand and he would have been like so yeah you just go to uh, monster.com and you make a profile and the guy would be like thanks But Clark. in 10
1: years you will do that right. cuz you're yeah, definitely going to yeah, yeah. go to jail but well, you know well yeah. no see so if we're going to do the comparison of homelander and superman then we definitely have to finally we got to talk about the Transatlantic Flight 37. Let's talk about Transatlantic. Oh, my God, bro. So, bro. I have somebody.
0: Matter of fact, I'm going to name him right here. Rob Kowalski, if you're listening. um, One of my coworkers at work. I showed him this because he's been tackling a lot of television lately. He wouldn't have time to watch this in particular. So, I showed him just this clip. And oh, said, just this scene? Just this scene. Look at this. Tell me what you think. So, I did that, and then I was on break in the break room. He was sitting by his cubicle or whatever. He gets up, walks right over to me, and sits down and goes, that was the hardest thing I've ever had
1: to watch. Tell
0: me not! <laughs> Tell me not! No. I, I, I didn't feel that way. I felt that way, but, but, I, but I, Maybe it's because of, of where I was at the time. Well, one but, of your favorite shows is Leftovers, so I see why. What but, like, that scene has and will sit with people in a way that superhero scenes have never. And I wanted to. Because I wanted to serve as a reminder that Superman would never do that. Well, they even every, made a point to make stuff, fun
1: of uh, Superman Returns, saying, Oh, what am I going to do? Am I going to go under? I'll go
0: right through it. He's like, how am I going to go under it? It's the fucking air. Like, you know, I'm going to push the hole and break the That's plane not in the half. That's one of the greatest parts, man, when he's like... I mean, in the comic, he's just doing N-words all willy nilly." Did you know that in the comic, it's 9-11? No, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I thought that was brilliant, honestly. I thought that was brilliant because it's a way to, like, show, like, wow, we're, we're going to do a real uh, history, historic tragedy. But here's an actual, like, real satire spin to it because there's a difference between satire and parody. So this is, like, a real nice like, satirical spin on the whole 9-11 thing. But the way Homelander handles it, where it's like, well, this is what would happen if you have superheroes in, in the military. It's like, yeah, yo, I, think, I think I
0: think originally it was all seven that dealt with it. And this is the reason why Marathon Man, I think, it's, ends up getting killed and then replaced by uh, A-Train. And that's the thing. Marathon Man gets killed, replaced by A-Train. Lamp Lighter, Bright Lights, gets replaced by Starlight. So they're very on-brand. They keep Oh, things, wow. Wow, I didn't even notice things how... Things
1: on brand they yeah, are they keep
0: things as is, so they're they're fully into this whole political thing of it. So I think that's really really cool. But um, Oh, it was just,
1: oh oh my god! I remember, but when 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 Jasmine finally saw this scene, she called it. She didn't call me. She texted me, but she sent me like twenty texts in a row with like the O M G what the fuck did I just I'm like yeah man dude and that last shot of just Homelander holding Queen Maeve in his hands while the plane is just careening into the sky and you see all the people like
0: the line I kept telling Rob was don't die with them don't die with them yeah like you don't have to die with them and that's just that idea it's just like what are you talking about (laughs) Could you imagine Superman ever saying something like that?
1: Yeah, like going to Wonder Woman with his hand on, on a careening plane Diana, like, don't die with don't them. Die with
0: the, don't die with them. And it's like, like get back. Now. I will laser every fucking last one of you. I will do- I will kill you before you die. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to save your life. And if you try to save your life, I will kill you for trying to save your life. And then I'm going to leave, so you're just going to die. My God. Please take my daughter. Just my daughter. Please. It's only Oh, so her.
1: what? So she could tell everybody that we left a plane to die? Like, all of that yo, is true. Yeah.
0: But it's only true when you take the human element out of it, which is why I say, do you want your heroes not to be human? Because that's what it becomes. It becomes binary. It when, becomes yeah, just yes or like, no, right or wrong, black or white. And in that instance, screw that. This
1: is why Superman isn't human. This is why he doesn't have those human faults. Because... Superman, it doesn't matter he how human. he would have done it. It would have.
0: He actually is human. More human than Homelander. Homelander has no source of realizing what humanity is. Humanity is kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> humanity yeah. is kind of optimistic when it shouldn't be. Humanity and would be
1: Homelander trying to save the plane. Because it
0: thinks it can. Yes. The same way that Superman thinks, thinks it he can. can. But Homelander being black and white is like, there's no point in this. And that's why I love him as a character because you have to see how stupid Superman has to be to take as many chances as he does to save us bags of bones and meat and all that other kind of stuff that Translucent was talking about.
1: Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Like, me, I'm, I'm diamond. I'm, I'm indestructible. You, you're a balloon filled with blood and meat.
0: That was a really, really good uh, thing. Oh, what think about the music in this?
1: Oh, the music. was calling. calling and you that- know, I, I, that's what I was thinking of when I was rewatching it. I, I wanted to bring up on the podcast the score it's not just that the the pop culture music but the score i like the title, is really, the title
0: card oh, it always comes up with some rock music oh because
1: whatever. of because of umbrella academy now i just want to see title cards everywhere <laughs> on shows but then when uh, the boys answered it i'm just like yeah no uh, the umbrella academy and boys is now helping my case for i want to see title cards being meta thrown into the show but i want to bring up that the score hearing every time like an action scene or, or some kind of like scene like that's about to do a build up you hear that ah! it's fuck it's just it goes straight into like you're thinking about you're you're about to hear like it's punk rock it's it's, it's punk it's, rock it's, it's prog sma- rock
0: it's smash your beer your beer stein on the fucking glass fucking
1: diabolical mate
0: it's all it is um i have to talk about billy butcher because one of my greatest anti- um protagonists in history is captain jack sparrow He's definitely doing a Jack Sparrow. You bro? sure
1: he's a protagonist? He's
0: not an antagonist, but it's like from a certain point of view, <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely pulling a Jack. I've got battle, a jaw of dirt. What is some of your favorite uh, Billy Butcher lines or Billy Butcher moments? Um, well, obviously the the diabolical,
1: but the, his first diabolical for me is when he was explaining to Huey how superheroes just get away with being able to kill innocent bystanders. and, and, yeah, <laughs> and he's like, you just you see this like posters and movie deals and all this stuff, it fucking diabolical. I'm like, yo, you're the greatest thing I to, to ever hit the screen. But I love Him, his Spice Girls monologue. I
0: think his, oh, that's, that's His really, really Spice good. Girls monologue is the best. It's really, really good because it's also not great. It's not I great. I think it's great.
1: To me, I think it's great. But the thing
0: is, it's, it's so, it not, serves it's a so point. not great that Frenchie and Mother's smoke are both like, he gives the worst speeches.
1: Yeah, he really, really <laughs> you does. You Like, it's,
0: it's, it's great, but if you think about it for any second longer than you should, you're like, why would he use that? Why would he use them? Why would it well, be? Well,
1: because, yeah, it's a, it's a group that when they're together, they're great, but when they're apart, their life is crap. I, I, I get why. What...
0: One of them could be Justin Timberlake.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> right? I think the point was that all the Spice Girls were doing shit. Like, Justin Timberlake was the only in sync member to do but good.
0: But that's a 20 that's a year old reference?
1: Well, I mean, year oh, it reference. serves the purpose because you find out later that his wife's favorite band is the Spice Girls. Yes. Like they, I think they had a flashback where she's listening to the Spice Girls and he's just like, I can't t- tan this. But, yeah. and then when she disappears, yeah, now he's like, I love the Spice Girls. So uh,
0: they were going to get, they were, she was going to go to a concert and he was like, just take one of your friends. You know, I don't like that. Yeah.
1: Vibe. Yeah. So now he's like, I'm just going to love the Spice Girls because she would have taken me.
0: So we find out that the, um, they, Va- has this compound V, which makes superheroes. Anybody who knows too much about it gets killed. They're giving it to babies, but they're also giving it to people. Well, Homelander has stolen some, and it's giving it to people overseas to create these super terrorists. So Homelander and Stillwell are actually on opposite sides of the same coin, where Stillwell wants to get this grant for defense contracting, but Homelander will ensure that they get this grant. And he gets that idea realizing that the martyrs of transatlantic flight uh Three thirty-seven would be would uh, galvanize people. Would make people Which start to causes
1: move. the that that I'm like um I guess it sparks
0: the. Well, when he does the whole. This will never happen uh, again. Yes, all that there because it's true.
1: Like I guess in a sense, it is true. This kind of stuff wouldn't happen if you just had um, superheroes to be able to get a beeper like oh there's a plane going down, go after it. But right. it also gives like that redemption arc for Queen Maeve. This was like. That whole speech for when the plane was going down with Homelander, that's when she starts there starts getting more of like a character in a sense.
0: And in the comics is when she starts to drink. So this happened years ago. And that's when you meet her When Starlight meets her there. She's a complete drunk. She's has disillusioned all of it out of her eyes. Um, do you want to talk about the sexual harassment of the Deep? I'm going to let you take that one on for on so oh, size. I did. Boy I did. Deep, huh? I did. We talked
1: about the sexual harassment. Oh, no, oh, no, hit. no. Oh, hit. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh, oh, the God. Deep
0: being sexually harassed. Even
1: my girlfriend felt bad for him there.
0: Yeah, Even um, she did. So after the, so the deep tries to save a dolphin, it ends up smashing through the front windshield of his car and then getting run over by a truck. Um, he is, he's listless. He has no mission. Um. And it's funny because you think that that's silly, but everything that Homelander is doing in this series is to maintain his mission.
1: Yeah, his all, mission super was to be on all to the super terrorists, all that stuff, military. Yeah,
0: all on brand. And Deep is trying to do the same thing, but he doesn't have, I guess, as they keep as a skill sending set. him
1: to docks and stuff because it's to make right. fun of Aquaman, I guess. But so, yeah.
0: what I'm going to ask you about the Deep is: How did you feel about his sexual harassment thing? Do you feel like he's fully redeemable? And at the end of this, he does a transformative. Shane in the Walking Dead, ask moment where he shaves his whole head when Shane did it in the Walking Dead. It, be- it was becoming, eh, it was because he became a villain. Are we looking at another super villain in the deep, or are we looking at a potential another one of the boys?
1: I think we're just looking at somebody going crazy. I think we're just gonna get like every, like, uh, but it doesn't end that way.
0: I don't come n- season two. Is he helping Billy? Is he hurting in the seven, or is he helping the seven? <laughs>
1: I if we're, if we're going to go by real, like actually realistic by the way like the show has been giving yeah, us it. it
0: the way that the story's been then, yeah out. I
1: could see him being part of the boys I can see them de- uh, going away deviating from the comics a bit and throwing a soup on the team which would make sense because the deep is being like you know in a sense burnt by the seven and vault like they're trying to like they're sending the sand dusky they're trying to get him so off the radar they don't even want anything to do with them where, like, he even, like, he's, like, so excited when he went to, like, the, the I don't know what it was. It was some hotel. Where he's, like, I'm only going to be here, like, two weeks. And then I can go back out there. I can be in the 7 again. And he didn't get that chance. And he, ends up, he takes a girl back to his apartment. And she sticks his hands in his She hip. fingers his gills. it's like, you like that, freak? You like that, freak? And I'm he like, tells her oh he doesn't. And she's, like, doesn't, shut up, freak. Does it doesn't matter. And she just keeps... Picking his hands into his gills and it looked like he was choking. Because if he's a fish, then if he's half fish, that's how he breathes. That would be his, his breath. So you see him like choking when the hands go down there. Like as far as redeeming goes, I do think that there are room to redeem because if it's. So you think he might be one of the boys? I think he, so.
0: I would like it. I think it would work. Honestly, I think it would work. He's actually besides. I don't know this. I will never say this in real life. So, get this on record now. Besides the sexual assault, he's a great
1: guy. <laughs> in 10 years, they're going to come back to you know, this and burn your Besides sexual career. assault,
0: he seems to be kind of, at least charming. He wants to do good. It's the same thing we see in Starlight.
1: Well, also the conversation that he was having with Starlight, he wasn't very, like, apologetic- but he, he also
0: said that he went through shit when he came in. So who knows?
1: Ah, God. Who knows yeah. what they had? And especially him go if through. you look at the and comic, like I'm they're all like bisexual like, in the yeah, comic. And I'm definitely basically. not
0: one to be like, you know, everything makes even. You know, like I'm not one to be like, you well, guys even she over.
1: says like that doesn't give you the right just because I said I have a crush on you doesn't give you the right to stick your dick out. Like, how did
0: you feel about that whole thing? Um, Starlight like, standing up at the Belief Expo, standing up to the Deep, standing up to Stillwell, and being like, no more this, no more that. And she's like, "Well, then you won't be in the seven. And she was like, "Oh, let's see how great your company looks when they fire the woman who's been sexually harassed."
1: That's true. How do that you is, feel
0: about Starlight? you feel about Star like the, hometown girl coming down on on, uh, on New York? I
1: I feel like the way they wrote it, the SSD it's different and it's it's not the same in the comics. So the way that they were specifically handling this like woman empowerment thing, it's very me too ish. It's very like. Alyssa Milano standing up and saying, yeah, I was fired from Miramax because of this and this and that. So it's like you, you you, get to see what we don't see in real life. The woman actually coming forward and saying this and this and that. But now with the age of me, too, it's like, yeah, that, let's have some more of it. You know, let people stand up for themselves. I like Starlight standing up. for. I loved Starlight standing up for herself because at the end of the day, I feel of the seven, she really is the only Superhero by that standard uh, she's 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 that hometown sweetheart, you know the the corn fed country girl, but she didn't want to wear a suit that was revealing where she was even saying it's my body, my choice and that happens in the and stillwell's like, "Wow, well, well, it's your choice, but it won't you be the choice be of the seven, seven yeah, you don't
0: have to be in the seven like that's kind of very like she's really good at those at those cold kind of remarks, even when she's like, so uh, just get your shit together <laughs> <And> remember <laughs> he's like so just put the prima donna shit away and just be a little fucking grateful. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. That's kind of crazy. Elizabeth Shue is
1: just – she's just a gem. As far as, as act- as far as, like, picking right actresses go, I really feel like they picked the right actress. Because I feel like most, like, these, like, uh young adult movies, like Divergent and Ender's Game and all that, they pick, like, the same three women, like, Julianne Moore, Kate Winslet, and – uh, like like Diane, Edward Keen, Norton, Edward Norton using <laughs> <was> Alita. <laughs> oh, I haven't even seen Alita yet. Seen I still we'll, haven't. We'll, I still haven't seen it. Might check it out after this.
0: But um. Yeah, so let's talk about. I think we we were running towards the end of this. Yeah, we basically here. ran through. Let's talk about that ending. Let's talk about Stillwell's death.
1: Let's oh, talk about God,
0: that was so surprising. Let's talk about Annie January. Coming to the aid of the boys, is Starlight a member of the boys now? I would hope. I would hope so. I, you know what I would like is if they don't go through the the conflicting.
1: I don't trust her. Yeah, but she's my girl. Yeah, but it's gonna put a damper in the friendship thing for too long of season two. Like I really hope, like with the way it ended with that twi- with that cliffhanger ending, that Billy would be too concerned with Homelander and uh, Becca. That the whole him, Starlight being part of the boys would just be like over our heads. Like, okay, we don't even have to talk about it because I've seen it so many times that there's only so much dialogue that you could write without it looking repetitive.
0: Right, I can't understand that. She would be the uh, uh, additional mole. Yeah,
1: just just basically be like, okay, fine, she can join. Yeah, cool. If she's not one of them and she's one of us, all right, fine. Like, get to that point of us. Establish that understanding with people. Like, if you're going to have someone join your group that does have superpowers, establish the, okay, I'm listen, I'm not like them. I was just cursed with this. I would... I didn't want this so I can help you guys like give us something like that and I feel like it would be new.
0: So we also get um you know a lot of talk about how Stillwell is viewed as the weakness for Homelander. And so Billy Butcher has her basically hooked up to a bunch of dynamite. I knew dynamite. that, that should, I knew that, that was bullshit. Blow. I I
1: knew that that was just going to subvert our expectations. There was no way that that was an actual like Weakness.
0: We also get to meet uh, Edgar. Oh Mr. my Edgar. man, G Carlos Juan es- Carlos Esposito is playing Edgar. Uh, Stan Edgar, who is Stillwell's uh, uh, higher up, and the eighty-two floor eighty-two. Or was, whatever he was gonna give her his job, but now she's gone. So expect Stan Edgar, Echo, aka Juan Carlo Esposito, as the big bad for season two. Oh, I'm, I'm. Please give him more the work. The showrunner has even said that he will be in significantly more episodes moving forward. So straight up, Eric oh. Kripke is the man. Just, I just want
1: to like everybody just has to give like a synonymous like thank you to Eric Kripke for giving us. Oh, before
0: we for- fucking forget, uh, what do you want to say about Mesmer?
1: <laughs> oh my poor Haley Joe. Joe Osment, bro. He got he's died, dead. Uh, Billy Billy oh, beat okay. the shit Yo, out of him baby, in the bathroom. Did he home Oh, wait, no, yeah, yeah. He just beat the shit out of him in the bathroom and Homeland, like, snapped his neck or something like that. Oh, because he was taking him to the roof and he was uh, going to like, have to. Can
0: you put in a good word for me for Vought? Was- <laughs> yeah, and then he just kills him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not with any of Oh, stuff. poor
1: guy. He just wanted to Misper. hang out with his daughter.
0: Mesmer. Yeah, he
1: has the powers of uh, David Dunn from Unbreakable. Yeah, he touches basically, you. Yeah. Basically, the, untou- the Unbreakable yeah. powers. And he's a
0: child star, just like Haley Joel Osment. So I thought that was pretty
1: funny. Bro, the whole That's fact that Haley Joel Osment is actually fat now is just sad.
0: I mean, he's healthy. Man's living his life. He kind of like Fat Mac from. <laughs>
1: it's always He sunny. does look like fuck like, like season five Mac of It's Always Sunny. Fat
0: Mac. Uh, yeah, but the biggest change in the boys, uh, is the fate of Butcher's wife Becca because in the comics. She dies after giving birth to Homelander's baby. And her rape and death at the hands of the seventh leader is the only thing that keeps Butcher alive. But in the series, she is alive. She never died from the birth. Uh, but she did give birth to Homelander's superhuman baby. And apparently, vo- hit her survival and more importantly, her superpowered child away from Homelander, Butcher, the government, everyone. It's implied that superheroes biologically can't reproduce. Uh, so it's making... Homelander's son, the first superhero born outside of a laboratory.
1: Oh, so Man of Steel. Literally. Or Gattaca. Uh, the gen-
0: Genesis Chamber.
1: And it's same for Gattaca. Gattaca was, was the same plot. It was the first natural birth in, like, years.
0: Genesis. Uh, yeah, so her being alive, Becca, shatters everything we know about Billy Butcher, especially in the comics. Like I said, 72 issues in, Becca never comes back. So what do you feel about this twist? What do you think it says for the future of this uh, series? What do you want to see, and what are your predictions for season two? Honestly,
1: I think that the twist with uh, keeping Becca alive and that she was actually raising the kid the whole time is actually like more fresh for the TV show. Like, I guess in a sense, there, there are only so many like angles you can go with 72 issues. So if you are trying to do a show where you're going to keep the 72 issues as mainly like uh, uh, loosely ad- uh, adapted from for the whole series, yep. then then I would like Becca alive. Because it gives us some, it gives us a, a more of an angle for Billy for a season two, because the whole purpose of Billy in season one was to get back at Homelander for the disappearance of his wife, or even he wasn't believing that Becca was dead. Where he goes to the cemetery, remember he goes to her gravestone, and he like beats it with a sledgehammer. He yeah. goes to Becca's sister, and he's like, "Listen, she's not dead. I know she's not dead." And there was an uh, an, an opening where he's like. Eating hot pockets for breakfast and watching old security footages of his girlfriend. Yeah, on he a has. Bench.
0: He remembers the park bench and when she disappeared, and he's always looking at it. Um, in the comics, it, they call this kind of fridging the idea that you just kill the 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 I think it's a real thing. Yeah, you kill the superhero's uh, girlfriend as a way to get them to be like, oh, now things are really serious, and they usually never come back. And they now she's here. So what does Billy do? Does he still have the heart on for soups? Does he hate them even more? I think it would is, be the hate him even more thing Becca now. Is Becca and home, Homelander's baby, is that a consensual baby? I don't think it's consensual. So does Becca like Homelander? Did Becca I don't get think raped be- and then... I don't even think Ho- Becca knew Homelander was even alive. Well, she, does- she had his baby. They had the footage of them going into the room together and coming out together. She, he did impregnate her.
1: No, yeah, but the way that footage looked was she looked like she was about to kill herself after. So it might like have been rape still. It, I totally believe it was rape. Okay. I totally believe it because when she came out of, the cl- out of that like, uh, office, she was like holding onto the wall. She was like sitting down. Like, she was trying to, like, she was trying to like, get her bearings. Uh-huh. So I totally believe that just by the, the, the direction and the actress alone, it was definitely implied to be rape. But I also don't think that Homelander knew that the baby was alive because that's why Homelander killed Stillwell and killed uh, the other guy, the guy that, like, raised him or whatever.
0: The scientist.
1: He went crazy. Yeah, he's like, I, I, so I asked him to tell him the truth. I
0: squeezed him for the truth. Yeah,
1: I squeezed the truth out of him. So he basically yeah. killed him for the truth, and then he finds out. Yeah. So I think this would give Billy a continuing edge to do something. Like, let's say Becca was truly dead, and when he tries to fight— Homelander and Homelander does still the same ending. Stillwell's house blows up. Same with Stillwell's baby died. Bro. I think
0: I think what's gonna end up happening is you'll end up finding that Becca did that to protect Billy. You think that Vaught set her up in some kind of weird witness protection thing and was like, "We'll fucking kill your husband." So I don't. Well, think they she, also didn't know that because who, uh, anything other than that points her as the villain. Duh. So you have to you have to take responsibility off of her make her think that Billy was going to die or could have died if she divulged anything.
1: Or even her own. Like, I will kill you and I will kill... Like, you know, we will find a way to kill your baby. Like, we'll exactly. overdose it with Compound V till it heart explodes. Like, just because your baby has superpowers doesn't mean it can't, like, have a heart attack.
0: Another thing is, this was all slightly hinted at, right? When they, t- when they spoke about um, how the big problem with Homelander was that he wasn't raised with a mother.
1: Yeah. And he even had th- those weird scenes with-, with Stillwell where he's like sucking on her on her breast and saying mama and like oh god it's so uncomfortable but that seems to
0: be the the piece that they feel is the defect in homelander that they will now perfect with now homelander jr having a oh
1: that's why you know what it kind of makes sense why vat would keep her in like the work you will keep you safe but
0: you're pregnant with his child that's homelander's child are you sure you know what we're locking you we're gonna handle all this we got all this that's my opinion, at least. Um, but let's talk about another Homelander prediction that's coming out. Let's talk about Black Noir. Spoilers for the comics for the next 2 seconds. Ta- have you gotten that far? No, with the... but I've, I've, I've uh, you, spoiled you've, myself. Oh, uh, you've yeah.
1: spoiled yourself? Okay, I haven't gotten a chance to spoil myself yet, but now I will.
0: You, so you don't, you're not aware?
1: I'm not aware yet of what Black Noir is. But I, all I know is from YouTube comments of, uh, is that uh, Black Noir is basically a Homelander 2. Just a different yes. version of He's Homelander. He's the
0: exact same version of Homelander.
1: The, raised, the way he was cl- raised?
0: Raised the way he was raised, he is literally a uh, backup. He's literally a contingency plan.
1: So, like, if but, Homelander ever. Oh, okay. But
0: because he never got to get the job, and because he was raised always to get the job, when Homelander gets the job, he ends up going crazy and doing crazy things like raping people's wives. And so Homelander, ultimately, and you end up finding out he didn't do any of those things. It was Black Noir doing all those things. Uh, but it all doesn't matter because they're all shitty people. Bl- bully Butcher, Black Noir, and <laughs> Homelander at that point are all shitty people. So it really doesn't matter. But I really wonder, with the very little that we saw of Black Noir, if they will show that. I mean, because that would be a cool thing, too. Like, the idea of, like, oh, not only are you not special, but we literally have another one of you. Like, we literally have, an, he's in the closet. Like, we have another stock.
1: I would like to see a Black Noir versus Homelander. Like, listen, while you were out with your family doing this and this and that and going crazy, I'm over here trying to, like, keep the seven in line and stuff.
0: Like, I could see them going that route. Something else that they had was the zombification of heroes. In the comics, Lamplighter dies in that 9-11 plane crash. Um, and so they, re, they reanimate Lamplighter. Oh, that's funny because in the show, he's just retired. Then the reanimating lamplighter light, light, eh, lamp with technology, but it makes them dumb. It makes like like cavemen, like he's in his own feces, kind of dumb. But they clean him up for pictures, and then they put him back in his closet. And so My that's God. a whole other part of the show that they haven't shown yet, is his ability to reanimate soups, but in the dullest, dumbest form, and then try to get them out like that. That just, that's just raises too many questions. <laughs> in the comics, the boys all take Compound V. Which makes I, them know to fight I know that Super one I know that one Do you think they do that in season 2? I would want to. Yeah. I think they were alluding
1: to it a little bit. Like like with some of the dialogue, I felt like they were like with uh Frenchie saying one of us should uh take the compound V see if it really works. I feel like they're trying to allude to one like I would like to see Huey taking the compound and V like in the comic. Just whoop
0: people's asses. Like, oh, yeah, like have man. like a Batman in the Have him take the, the compound kind of moment. Have him take
1: the compound V and then just get get a quick like steroid rage where people have to like fight him you see like okay here we go you have Huey taking Compound V by accident him going crazy trying to fight everybody you have Starlight being taken out Frenchie taken out Billy taken out then that's where we get the reveal that Mother's Milk the whole time was a superhero and he was the only person that can be able to, to calm down Huey till the Compound V wears off perfect way to show that Mother's Milk was actually a hero the whole time or soups. Yes. The whole time. Just have Huey go on a steroid rage of Compound V, make a reveal that only one he mother's, milk only his, his mother's, mother's Milk is the only Mother's Milk, and he's the only one that can actually like hug him until he like calms down. Yeah, like, we're going to
0: have to figure out where that name comes from, so it's going to have to uh, revert back to somewhere, so that's definitely that. I, please don't do but the me? comic origin. But me? You know what I want season two?
1: Let's hear it. Tech Night, baby. Tech Night, baby. <clears throat> <clears throat> no. No. No, no, no! You are over there. You are on timeout. You are on timeout. Tell him about
0: Tech Night. You Tell him are... about my boy Tech Yo. Night. Yo, the Bruce Wayne slash Iron uh, uh, Iron Stark, Tony Stark, Iron Man of this universe, who oh, ends up having a, uh, ends up getting a brain tumor and ends up developing the animalistic urge to, to have hump sex everything, with everything because of a brain tumor the ear of his, Alfred, which causes that man to not only quit. But divulge all the secrets.
1: (laughs) Oh, he even said, your secret is safe with me. Don't worry about it. The first
0: thing he did when he got out there was like, by the way. This man tried to rape my ear. (laughs) So we find out, like, yeah, there's a sex addict-esque superhero who we find out. a reason why he's a sex addict is because he got a brain tumor in his head. That's kind of scary. That's kind of scary. He actually dies. But in th- in dying, he thinks he saved the world. Because I think that's one of those like, like a you know like
1: your brain has like that last like brain it, minutes. It, it's yeah. like all the brain activity just like floods out at the same time, and you get like that vision before you die. I yeah. think that's what it was, where he
0: he ends up fucking a meteor till it blows up, it explodes, and then he dies. <laughs> he sacrifices himself for the world, but it turns out no, he just died in a regular way, and he is my mind- He just had a brain tumor
1: and just died in his sleep one night. Yeah, as you do. So he had an orgy with like their catwoman and robin like Absolutely. oh my oh, yeah, I god yeah that. cuz yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what that's what made Ro- that's what made robin quit and become his own i'm telling you the nightmare. comics
0: are way worse bro dude the comics, the comics are
1: so it's it's like issue like i think that's like issue like 5 or 6 it's just one big superhero brothel where they they find out like these superheroes are all like bi and they Fuck each other, and Tech
0: Night is just the... Me-
1: Bro, you you got to go to your corner with Tech Night for that I, one.
0: I definitely want... um, I want the Deep to be a, a hero. I like the character. I like the way he's being played. I don't like the sexual harassment, obviously, but I really think he's more redeemable than not. So my big Season 2 prediction is that he joins the boys.
1: If we're going to bring like characters from the comic books for a, like a Season 2, like even if it's a cameo or Easter egg... I want that mother Russia dude, bro. Okay. I want, I want that right. big mother Russia All man. Right. I want him and Huey to be drinking love that sausage. Yeah, <laughs> love, love sausage. I think that was his name. Was love yo, sausage. because when you see him in the when it, in his outfit, his dick like, uh, yeah,
0: yo, bro. bro, it's too too illustrated, Jeez. man. And we start by seeing some of those little teams like Payback or the Teenage Kicks that we saw in the comics. Teenage
1: Kicks—that's the name of of um some of the
0: groups that came up that yeah, became Payback, seven. Teenage Kicks—they got a bunch of those. So hopefully. Uh, one of those ends up coming out in season two. But the only way to find out how we feel about season two is to make sure that you're here for the next episode of the Major Issues podcast. We come out every single Wednesday, so thank you for listening to this episode. We
1: never miss a Wednesday, fellas. Never, ladies. ever, ever,
0: ever until we do, and then we're going to be very, very sorry. But until then, we never, I'll ever, make ever, sure ever, that you ever, ever miss a Wednesday. one. You understand? If I have to come here Wednesday at, at,
1: at like six o'clock in the afternoon and we just like recap a quick episode of Teen Titans Go just to put out an we'll episode, it out. I will we'll, make sure that we we'll never out for miss you. a Wednesday. Exactly. We're
0: over 90 Episodes deep, so if you only heard this one, go back and listen to some of the rest. Be there we for a hundredth, yeah. A hundredth is coming up, we're guys. Covering TV shows, movies, character analysis, all kinds of stuff. Uh, doing which is worse episodes where we pick two really bad comic book movies and argue over which one is worse. We do that every uh quarter here with my man. And if and you Dan think comic book if
1: you think that we just cover just Marvel, DC, just MCU and
0: DCEU. We watch The Boys for next our fans, week, man. Next week, we're covering Sex Criminals, written exactly. by Matt Fraction for Image Comics. We're going all over, ladies and gentlemen, trying to cover the latest and greatest things that come to comic books and comic book media, but you guys have to find us. Available wherever podcasts are found. That's podcasts, uh, apps like Stitcher, Podbean, the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcasts, Toon Find, we're on YouTube. uh, but again, wherever podcasts are found, but the quickest way to find us is to type major issues podcast into Google, and we'll be the first ones to pop right up. And we are the one stop shop for the latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. Uh, so that's the easiest way to find us. Now, once you found us, that's cool. Sit down, become one of us, become one of the seven. But just like one of the seven, or just like uh, one of the boys, we expect you to fight back a little bit. We expect a little bit of pushback. We expect a little bit of opinion. How do you feel about everything going down? And the best way for you to tell us how you feel about everything is to go to facebook.com slash click, Instagram at comment, or use the hashtag Combook click to talk about the latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. You can reach us at majorissuecbc at Combook click at gmail.com. Uh, our next couple of episodes are out there in the public they're on our Facebook we got Sex Criminals coming up we got Spider-Man coming up we got an Arrow retrospective coming up and all those things will be coming oh, soon oh damn it's soon. getting to
1: that point where now it's time to do an Arrow retrospective I'm telling you B it's getting sad Don't like, no, you do the retrospective every last time a show season. ends yeah, yeah.
0: so get in get on the ground floor get your opinions heard live because every time somebody writes in we express those opinions here live and you will have a little bit of a moment right here with us in part of the Major Issues Podcast and that is absolutely amazing. I love it. Um, do us a favor and rate and review us on iTunes. is the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters. Find out what you like, what you don't like, and move on uh, doing the, what we're trying to do in the best way that we possibly can. So go ahead and rate us and uh, review. Rate and review us on iTunes. Give us five stars. Pretend all the other stars don't even count. They don't matter. They don't exist. Give us five. Give us seven, like the seven. And uh, we will become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic, books and comic book media. I've been to the future. We legit do. I can't tell you how we do that because then you won't even tell me. Stream. I just gotta be here and wait. I'm telling you. And I've been telling him to wear that tinfoil hat every episode. <laughs> he doesn't know why. I'm telling him it's all gonna lead up to the big boom when we literally break. Uh, we break the internet one day. Major issues is gonna Fuckin break the internet. I just diabolical. can't tell you. I just can't tell you how, bro. I just can't tell you how. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I'm Dan, the comic book man. And this has been our The Boys uh, review of season one. Some of the comic, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But remember, whether or not you were born in a lab or born in a hometown, whether or not you're pulling your pants down against stickers, fingers stuck in you. Yikes. All right. When did Hope become naive? When did scary spies
1: go through so many sex tapes and lawsuits?
0: <laughs> Remember, rem- regardless of all that, regardless if you're taking compound V, if you're sitting on your landlord's face, if you got clones coming out of your arms, <laughs> if you're having orgies, if you're stretching out your arms way too far. Or if you have a brain tumor, got to hump everything. Or if you're playing somebody's uh, ass like a tuba <laughs> uh, or a trombone. Remember. We are the click. Remember, <laughs> we're the fucking Spice Girls. And remember, <laughs> you, yes, you are worthy.